Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I'm sure it all pan out in the end. It'll be yeah, fine. It, don't worry. Yeah. It'll always work out in the end. Welcome okay. to welcome to the video game podcast that's taking a break longer than the government being shut down. This is <laughs> topical. topical. Topical, yes. I did not know you are coming with that heat. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> yeah. You are the burn master. No, I mean, it didn't take... Uh, it didn't take the looming threat of a bunch of uh, airport unions to fucking like come after us to bring us back here, though. We came here willingly, and we weren't dragged kicking and screaming by the Speaker of the House either. We were just fucking. We, 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 we are, are here for you, the, the people. Yeah. Though, <laughs> unlike them, we are, well, no, like them, we're not getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no that, uh, that ship sailed. <laughs> make, make, make sure to hit up Sayers Patreon. Hit that shit up. <laughs> Please. We can really. Use I got my strategy. tin cup, and it's it does it doesn't even rattle these days. <laughs> no, um, I think I've talked about this before. Like, uh, my getting older just means that things click that didn't used to click. Uh huh. Like, hold yeah, on, pieces of the parts are starting yeah. to rub and hit each other that aren't supposed to. Let me see. Here's here's an interesting story. Oh uh, no! What are you doing? I was what are you doing to with pop your... my jaw? Because that's what happens. <clears throat> Don't now. do I that. Have to pop Don't my do jaw. That. I have to do it now. It is so like. That's not a good idea. You have to go urgent care. Yeah, this is just this is my life now. Every day is okay. Yeah. If Every day. if I climb stairs, uh, something in my knee grinds. It's like a. It almost sounds like cellophane a bit, but the thing is, is that it reverberates through my entire skeleton. So even with headphones on or like earplugs or whatever, I can still freaking hear it. It's insane. I I have to start worrying about getting medication for high blood pressure. Hey. Oh, dude, we've been there. Welcome to the club. Hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. These kids stress me We're out. All there now. Yeah, these kids stress me out to the point where I need to worry about my health. And also, I'm getting close to forty. You know what that means, everyone? Oh yes, they're gonna start, they're, they're gonna start poking around places, and I'm not sure if I'm gonna be into it or not. I might be. We'll wait and see. Stay tuned. I'm, I'm up for trying something <laughs> at least once, and it has to just be hold your breath. Office. It'll be fine. I can't. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting though. Um. Well, I haven't had traditional health insurance since 2012 so Mm -hmm. like uh so just guys like with trunks and like yeah like doing like well i mean my my jaw clicks because at some point i had to go to western dental and just fucking like and and the rest is history folks like i now like a, a dental student was like i think i know what i'm doing but here let's go ahead and figure it out no dude he was an older dude like I just oh. I figured oh yeah dude the sagely asshole is gonna like fucking poke Pop around right in my mouth and it's gonna be just fine nope I felt the whole thing too and like mm-hmm. oh man Mama Boy's axe was there she didn't even know what to do I think I've already told the story it was terrible I had no business yeah. being in the office I think I had 
I I think I would have had better service in in the in a back alley somewhere. Like no joke, yeah. like Jack the Ripper status. But yeah, absolutely. It's well, hey, it's, it's all about that repeat business, right? Got to keep your customers happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Jesus, um, I I don't know, man. I I love how like uh like anything dental related is still just not considered a medical emergency by any stretch of like uh American definition, which is like. Yeah, it's not covered up here either. Like, I mean, you can definitely die from that kind of shit. Yeah, if you let the go mouth. Too long. Yeah, the mouth is sort right of like brain. the close to your brain, really close to <laughs> <Yeah>. your brain. <laughs> like it's right there. It's it's right next to it, guys. They're, yeah, they're fairly adjacent with one another. I don't know. Um, not gonna lie, like I almost died from oh. one of these. Yeah, I got, it was bad, and I'm like, uh, I don't feel good anymore. And like, you could smell my breath. From mm-hmm. ten paces, it was terrible. Uh, I started leaking some interesting fluids from the holes, and I'm like, "Yeah, I better oh, get yeah. this done before it spreads to my friggin' lungs." Yeah, yep. and, uh, and that and that was to, something rather. Yeah, your head. Mm-hmm. Friggin' stupid teeth. I friggin' hate Who my teeth. Who needs a man? God Let's get rid it. of them. Get oh, rid dude, of them. That was, brand that's new ones. been like, oh man, like whenever i take like a shitty myspace quiz or whatnot like oh what are like the top five things you wish you can do with all the you know what my fucking val was asking me what would you do with a million dollars the other day and i was just so tired i was space i'm like yeah probably do like a bunch of responsible shit no i take it all back i would completely empty out these fucking worthless pieces of bone and skeleton in my mouth and replace them with porcelain veneers like the dopest Uh uh fucking finest the cleanest like Ooh. like the the, the gosling of fucking like mm. uh just mouth vases just like oh you i i don't care i would i would look like a swollen walnut for a month and i'd be fine with it just because i would do that and i'd but. get robot feet <laughs> oh yeah because let, fuck let, these ingrown toenails oh like my god yeah. let let ears. let the robot feet do the work for you yeah <laughs> I was like, I you know those like, running blades? You can run faster I, than a normal human with those things on. I'd have a wheel at the bottom like fucking Gizmo Duck. That's what I would do. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Burr. See you, bitches. I'm out. Yes. Blathering blather skate. Like, how many times would you have to justify saying that, though? Real talk. Uh, Every single time. Every single time. <laughs> um, like, did you not see the wheel at the bottom of my shit? <laughs> I earned this. I earned this. Oh, man. How many kids? Speaking how, of okay, was there, there, okay, everyone had at least their one kid in high school that learned to ride a unicycle to impress a girl, right? That no. died. Oh, really? You, you, fucking California hipsters. California, dude, holy no, cow! Everyone like, has that. I feel like every school, everyone I've no, had we, that we, one we had kids. Fucking weird kid. I mean, granted, you were like, cool if you were cool if you're on the Huffy Ten speed and you could ride without putting your hands on the handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you, then you were legit. Oh no! Now we'd be cruising. Um, mm-hmm. so 2018 was a uh, hell of a year, and this might mm-hmm. be a little it was a like dumpster cutting, fire. We had to make sure it was gone. We had to make sure that <laughs> yeah, the- <laughs> we made sure it, it, it walked far enough out of the room that wasn't going to come back right away and overhear us. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie. We're in the 13th month of 2018 right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're catching up, man. We're just playing catch up right now, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It. You thought it was over? No way. No, no, it's no. been it's been a fucking it has been an ordeal. Like uh just 
I don't know, man. 2019 came swinging with like Randy Pitchford and like all that other shit oh, too, sure, though. Sure. Jesus Christ. I there is there is light at the end of the tunnel. I think we've got some good things coming up. So I, I, something that doesn't remotely resemble someone trying better, to masquerade guys. pornography of the illegal variety as uh, a quote unquote illusionist culture. <laughs> oh my god, dude! When I heard that, I was like, I no, get it, so man. Like, I'm I'm into my themes, and I'm into all like, I heard my was just like, like Job from Arrested Development. Just like I'm into, my, I'm into different kinds of role playing stuff. Like I get it, man. I want to be in that <laughs> mindset. Like I am at this doctor's office. Oh no, my crotch hurts. I need someone I wanna, to take care of it for me. Like how hard do you have to own a con? Like that is some. Oh man, and then, and then we got... and, and, you, and you know what? And he's been, he's been laying that in thick for years. His whole I'm into magic and I'm a magician, and now I have these seedy ass magician parties. At my house with a bunch of random people, and we're all wearing masks, but it's not sexual. Quote, unquote. It's magic. Quote, <laughs> unquote. It's, it's magical. Magic. Oh, man. Magic, better than magical. throwing a fucking, like, sham of a festival in the middle of nowhere. God, oh, there's a documentary about that on Netflix two now. Two of them. There's two. Netflix there's two. Oh. Fucking, don't watch. All right. The, let me save you the some Hulu trouble. The Hulu one's pretty don't good for one No, the Hulu one sucks. Watch the Netflix one. I, you want to learn? Which, yeah. yeah which one goes more in depth? I thought the Hulu one went more in depth with, like, all the, like, Behind the scenes shit. Uh, no way, dude. The, the Hulu one yeah. was just, the Hulu one looked like it was made on YouTube. Like it just it was have like I that also like you got to see hard. I mean, it might have been figures. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I recommend like if if you were to hear my review right now of which Firefest doc to like just totally poop sock. Like stick with Netflix. Netflix will do. It's just a bunch of like that like scenes of that dipshit going mm, like fucking. Does, does Ja the, the, does Ja Rule show up at any point? Yeah, absolutely. Ja good. Rule's in Baltimore. Fantastic. Good. Good. All right. Sign me yeah, up. Yeah, but one of it's them, a testimonial. But one of them uh, wasn't pressured people... into sexual assault. No, one of them highlights the sexual assault story. Like they're the real mm. fucking news, not this whole. Do you feel sorry for what you did, bitch? Uh. He's in prison. He's just sitting here for the money. He's sitting here for the that Hulu money. What are you talking about? No, yeah, he doesn't yeah. feel sorry. Oh man, this is uh, Press Page Radio. Uh, we are doing our annual game. We are year. sorry. We, yeah. we feel sorry. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I blame 2018. Yeah. Um, we are leaving 2018. We are stumbling out the fucking gates with um our golden zonkey special, and we are, goddamn, we are changing it the fuck up. So all up, you guys buckle up. There is gonna be uh, it, uh spoiler. It is not going to be a two-part show, hours and hours on end. Though I, I don't know how well those fly over. Probably not so well. We're going to keep things nice and like super, just punch down to the ground on on what's good and what's all right. And uh, I also want to kind of keep the negativity. Uh, but I, uh, by the way, um, yeah, keep it out. I'd like to think that we learn from our mistakes, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Time will tell. I, I, We're trying to turn that. around. I spent in eight dollars because I wanted to. I just, I just drink an IPA with Val. I'm like, we're gonna watch a second fire like doc. That's what we're doing right now. And I'll mm-hmm. horseshit. It was horseshit. And I, you know, I thought to myself, oh yeah, I'll be able to watch Ducktales. And now Hulu's doing this Hulu live shit. Man, fuck streaming. All right. Anyway, show. <laughs>
So, the format for uh, Golden Zonkeys. Welcome, everybody. We will be streaming it live. <laughs> uh, it'll be live simulcast. Strictly. <laughs> Facebook Watch. Um, uh, you'll have to get. If you're listening to this, you're too Google late Plus. for the live part. Yeah, this is the audio. This is the audio recording of the live stream on Hulu. It will undoubtedly be banned, which is why you can't find it. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. Maybe one day we fucks with uh, Facebook streaming. I was thinking about it just because, like, you know, I mean, Sarah, you've already fucked with it a little bit. Yeah. Not for Facebook. No. Not for Facebook. Hmm. No, right, be a re, uh, Restream makes you pay for that privilege. Yeah, he's he's gone through YouTube and Twitch when he's online doing mm. that. Yeah, well, I, I know he's will. I mean, I, I watched there once on uh, my Xbox One. Uh, but oh, yeah, was, Mixer. Yeah, but, uh, dude, it's Mixer, awful. Yeah. It is awful. I, I, yeah, I, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> that's a shame. Yeah, so it was no bueno. But anyway... Yeah. Welcome to 2019 with Press Pause Radio. I mean, we're already fuck 26 days into it, but who gives a shit? Because we need to make sure we, we were it was all the way done. So now that that's all said and done, we are gonna go ahead and start off the year the way we normally do, uh, getting into what was good and what we liked about 2018, and we usually do that in a very detailed and thorough uh, format filled with. At least sixteen different categories, multiple choices, rules, wild. Cards. The Mako's in there. The Mako's in there all the time. Yeah, we're doing away <laughs> with all of that. That is, yeah. we are going to turn ten this year, and we're going to be making some changes that we've been talking about. But now we's going to be doing, and this is one of the big changes. We are all going to give five golden zonkies of our own to games that. Uh, we feel deserve recognition for what they uh, did in terms of anything game related, the industry, the culture, just within virtue of itself uh, for the year of 2018. And then we are going to unanimously decide on a game of the year just between the three of us and just do that. So total, we might have some, some share choices, but I think this overall is going to be the best format just because the years are are slowly getting past. There's just too many games, and we've found ourselves kind of at a crossroads where we have not had the opportunity to play every single game discussed, and then we kind of making a decision on them and, and discussing them at length was sort of disservice not only to the game itself being discussed, but you guys because we want to make sure that we're really – we're presenting an authority that we feel the most comfortable in, in delivering as far as uh, our opinions and, and our feelings towards uh, what's being discussed. So we felt this would be the best way to go. And again, not only that, another thing, we're doing away with a three-wheeled Mako shame. Fuck it. Basically, huh, the yeah. world's a dumpster fire like every day. The world is not a vampire. The world is – it sucks. It's not flat. I like I- – I appreciate that Smashing Pumpkins reference. It's very good. I don't, because Billy Corgan's oh. a fucking fraud. Anyway. Um, oh, but NWA. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I are, have my moments where now. I'm able to look the other way, but not not, to, not right now. Not at this exact moment. Okay. Um, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, anyway, uh, the guys, we all decided that this would be best, and it would be a nice, just sweet little show and um there's one other thing i did forget to mention 
we are going to talk about some quick mentions. We're going to do that first. So there's going to be like a list of games that we couldn't necessarily decide on just making our cut for our top five. But we're going to just have a, a small little roundtable uh, to share why we feel like their name should at least be brought up in a conversation about what games really stood out in the year of 2018. And then we're going to move on to the ones that we personally choose and then our game of the year. And then that's it. We're in, there was a lot of shit that came out in 2018, by the way. And I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I also kind of want to try, uh, you know, a game of the year conversation where we don't like talk about the shittiness. Cause there was a lot of shittiness. There was a publishers, this like massive layoffs, horrible disappointments of games uh, in, in several, like, I mean, I can name, I mean, PlayStation Classic, Fallout 76, fucking, like, uh, Telltale. Uh, what was another massive disappointment that I know? There's, like, one other one that I'm forgetting. Fallout uh, 76? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one again. That one twice. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a there's a few others, but, like, yeah, it, it's a, it was kind of a, a a shit show to say the least, and I and I feel like just spending time signal boosting that, like highlighting that, it doesn't. No, nah, no, nah, man, I want to smile. You guys yep, feel like that? You, you you down with that? Yeah, I'm ready to be positive. Yeah. So that's what Golden Zonkeys is gonna like spend its time doing, and I'm, I feel good about it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and let's talk about some of our quick mentions. Let's and we're we're gonna we're not gonna have any order for this. So yeah. <coughs> time like making my list can we just talk about that like i know this format was a little different for us because the last format did, did definitely give us uh, some freedom for nomination and freedom to discuss a lot of stuff but i think again this is going to be pretty good for us to talk about some stuff that um we can we can feel good about digesting and and just fucking mm. anyway um did you guys have a hard time making your list? Because goddamn it, I sure did. But it wasn't for a well, lot yeah. of playing Well, yeah. I stuff. mean, personally, me, it was hard because I didn't really play and finish anything this year. Like, I, the stuff I played this year and actually finished was either too small of a game to really warrant being, you know, something discussed at Game of the Year because they're, like, really bite-sized, very small experiences, which I enjoyed, but I wouldn't say would be, like, the best of the industry or best of what I played. Um, I just didn't have the time commitment to play and finish a lot of the stuff that I thought was really good this year. Um, same with like my honorable mentions. I really don't have any. It's, it's just because the stuff I played was like I either played Destiny when I did play something or I played stuff from last year or even years prior. Like I played Mario Odyssey, you know, stuff like that, that I, I'm playing catch up from like a year or two ago that I, I just got switched. So I was trying to get into switch stuff that's already been out and released so I mean, any kind of honorable mentions or things to quick note would be probably just stuff that I played that was from last year that I finally caught up on. Um, like Tekken 7, I played a little bit more of, and that came out last year. Yeah, just stuff like that. Um, well, no, you mean the year two years prior. You can't say Oh, God, was Tekken year. two years ago? Yeah, that was... 2017? 
Oh, God. Where's the time going? (laughs) That's really bad. I thought it was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 13th year, it feels like. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, like, it was hard. um, But I think the lists that we're going a little more free form with everything we're doing, like, it doesn't have to be. I played all these games to completion. It's like, hey, fuck it. Like, I played it, I had fun with it, let's talk about it. So, at least there's that. At least I don't feel as, like, you know, like, I have to do it this structure, I have to do it this way. Like, this is just a little more, a little more free, a little more. It was cool, I liked it, but I don't have to give you, like, very in-depth details of why. It's just, I like playing it, and that's, you know, that can be the discussion, which I think is good. All right, well... Uh, me and Sarah did definitely have a lot of quick mentions, so we'll go uh-huh. ahead. Let's fireball them. All right, Sarah, what's a quick mention you want to go ahead and throw down? What's All right. a game that well, I, I, I made. I made slight changes to my list, but we'll get into that mm. in a second. First one I want to go over is FX Unit Yuki. Um, as a quick mention, because it's it's notable for being like a brand new PC Engine or Turbo Graphics game, um, and it's actually really good. <laughs> It has the same, like the kind of quality that you'd expect out of like a a middle um, a middle generation game. So it doesn't push the the system particularly hard, but what's there is a lot of fun, and it pays homage to a lot of different classic PC Engine games. So you got yourself a little bit of like uh, Monster Layer in there. There's some Castlevania references, Lords of Thunder references. Uh, it's all really in there, but it's presented with a brand new story, new characters, and decent art. Yeah, the whole thing looked to me like just a giant bit of fan service just to like that little subset of uh, the the PC Engine cultists, like the people that like swear, live, and die by anything TurboGrafx related as far as what they consider to be like the... Um, just the go-to representation of of the 16-bit generation, which mm-hmm. I, you, you know, I also share an affinity with that to an extent. And I, from what I saw, I really liked it. I really wanted to pull the plug and like definitely pull the plug, pull the trigger and um, grab it myself. I actually kind of went the other way um, as far as because. I, I know I mentioned this on the last show, but just quick, uh, real quick, I'm rebuilding my game room uh, to kind of optimize mm-hmm. RGB for all the older uh, consoles, RGB and uh, RGBS with S-Video. And then uh, it's for the big project that we're trying to do as far as kind of pivoting more to video, which, you know, that sounds dirty when we say it, but, like, it's something that we've been meaning to do for years now and we're, like, getting ever so closer. Um, but I actually really, really... I went hard and deep down into uh, Neo Geo stuff, um, and I actually picked up an Omega. So uh, I am so an Omega is uh, a system developed by Arcade Works, and it is essentially a consoleized MVS. It's HDMI oh, equipped, right? Wow. No, what? If I'm not mistaken, no. I was gonna say, holy shit! No, that'd no, be no. Dope. It's RGB. I uh, through component, just like everything okay. else. Like it's gonna go in the Extron, just like everything else. And I am nice. totally. Absolutely fine with that. It it fucking looks gorgeous. It's sleek as shit. It just it basically looks like a like a toned down version of the AES, and it even takes in AES gamepads and Neo Geo CD controllers. So it, it nice. for all intents and purposes, it is a much more accessible Neo Geo AES. So instead of spending two thousand dollars on fucking uh, Neo Turf 
for the AES, you can just buy it for 40 bucks from like an MVS cart like you would as if you had a stand-up cabinet. So yep. um, I did that. And that, of course, did not debut in 2018. That's a, that's a fairly older machine. But that was the decision I made. Um, I also grabbed a, a Super SD System 3 to plug into my PC engine. So that way I can do a mod-free RGB connection and, again, use HD retrovision cables. So I want to pick up FX uh, Yuki, but, like, I'm also – I miss the uh, train, so to speak, the very small and very under-promoted uh, train on Krautbusters <laughs> for, from Neo Dev Team. I'm sorry, uh, NG Dev Team. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And I, I kind of wrote it off at first because I'm just like, this is just, like, a blatant – it's not – like Gunlord was it's just like, a, like, hey, what a if thinly like, reskinned metal slug almost? Yeah, like Gunlord was yeah, yeah. just like, hey, let's just do a bunch of mushrooms and then talk about how much we like Super Turrican. That's Gunlord. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. totally That's fine it. with that. <laughs> like, hey, let's get a bunch of synthesizers. Let's do illegal recreational drugs and then let's make a game for the Dreamcast. And the Neo Geo, and I'm fine with that. And that's exactly what Gunlord uh, so, is. So, so, sounds like people do, yeah. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. But Krautbusters was I just mean, like Am- Amsterdam isn't too far from Germany, so. Mm. Well, no, but like, I mean, let's not let's not mix up our pharmaceuticals. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, oh man. Anyway, um, I I didn't get the chance to really check it out. I don't even know. Like, is it? strictly hue card or is it uh, no it's it's uh, cd right it's super cd yeah okay so like so the turbo duo can run it oh yeah easily yeah 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 although there's going to be a dreamcast uh, version of it coming at some point no man i eileen like yeah but nah i'd rather i'd rather snag it on that just it it would feel weird it's it's like that same feeling where now we don't bat a fucking like we don't bat any eyes when you like play Sonic on anything, but like back when like Sonic Adventure Two came out, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm gonna grab it on the GameCube. I'm fine. I'm fine with my Dreamcast. Yep. I don't know that that seems like very narrow minded, but it's just weird. I'd rather play it on the system that's meant to be just like uh. I'm I'm like that now with Xbox games. Like I play certain games on Xbox, even though I could easily play it on PS4. I just See? like for some reason I'm just oh I've been playing. You know, uh, what was the last one I was thinking about? Um, Dead or Alive. I was like, I could get Dead or Alive on PS4. No, it feels probably has more prob- probably has more of a fan base on PS4 to play it. But I was like, I'm gonna get it on Xbox because that's why I've been playing that on ever since I started playing those games. I I was debating on whether or not Tekken. I should grab Kingdom Hearts three on Xbox. Like, oh yeah, very. I just because I, I kind of want to support that move, but I don't know. I kind of like the uniformity with uh, all the other stuff and just having it all there. So probably not. I don't know. E- either way, um, yeah, I've been eyeballing that. Is it even like, is it still readily available or is it still fairly sold out by the publisher? It's probably available on the site. Something we can, we might be able to show note after. Yeah, I'll show note it because just because that is a yeah, boutique sure. release. Um, yeah. So it is not something that I can see. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a premium, but like that's another thing too. It's kind of, I I kind of I, I was very surprised that like I get, I get it would defeat the essence of the project to have a digital version available of it, like on Steam or whatnot. But I mean, the accessibility is always nice. Um. All right. What else have uh? What else do you feel like talking about, sir? What's a nice quick mention? Oh, uh, save me, Mister Taco. Which I would it's love not to know what that is. <clears throat> not yeah, not so quite sounds, what you sounds like. It's all right. <laughs> you know, to to hear it said is not exactly 
um, what you might think. In Japanese, it would be Daskate Takosan, which would mean uh, Save Me Mr. Octopus. Um, and so you play as a little octopus. And I guess at some point in history, there was a war between the uh, octo octopi and human uh, species. Um, uh, and blood feud with them. Go on. Uh, more, more or less, it's a tale of redemption. So, uh, mm-hmm. but it's presented in a very Zelda two side scrolling sort of uh, sort of way. Um, you know how the side scrolling s- segments of uh, Zelda Zelda two Zelda, um, um, the one on Game Boy. What's it called? Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's it's very Link's Awakening in sort of its presentation. Uh, from a side-scrolling perspective, anyways. And um, it's kind of like a platforming run-and-gunner. You use ink to uh, incapacitate enemies, and uh, you can wear different hats. So you get different abilities with different hats. There's all kinds of different ones to collect, and you can switch them them at um, uh, a Professor Otter's place, like a little otter. He's got, like, a mortarboard on. and Yeah, it's, it's a cute little game. I really do enjoy it quite a bit. Um, and if, if, you know, action platforming is something that you like and like the Game Boy aesthetic is strong, you can play with like the different tiers of green or like any of the color palettes when you're playing a Game Boy color, when you boot it up, you can change the color palette to it. All of those are present as well. So, uh, I, I appreciate that for sure. There's even uh, screen filters, so you can do like scan lines, but you can also do like a dot matrix effect because the Game Boy had a dot matrix screen, right? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So you can pick out the the individual squares on this uh, on this dot matrix style, and it it works really well, and the music's really good too. So pretty decent. I let's see. So I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in with one of my quick mentions that I feel did not get enough love in the year twenty eighteen. Sure. Um, I picked it up on Switch, and I kind of want to pick it up on everything, and I really enjoyed playing it more than I thought. I I especially enjoyed like how a plays in switch especially in handheld mode um but i don't think minute got anywhere near the amount of attention or love that it should have gotten especially for um anyone who's a fan of half minute hero because uh it, it's very very similar in, in the respect of half minute hero except it's uh oh man i would say I hate to use, like, that's one thing I want to leave behind in 2018 is calling something the Dark Souls or something else, but fucking... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Forget that. Metroidvania of Dark Souls. No, Metroidvania will never die. You'd fucking bite your tongue. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, it's called Egovania now, just saying. Oh, oh. nope. Is that Nope, you turn that. Nope, it's not. Don't <laughs> no, it's don't not. normalize no, it's not. it. It's, we're not doing that. We're putting them away. Um... <laughs> So minute is very simple premise, but you essentially like imagine like take the mechanics of half second hero or sorry, half second hero, half minute hero. And then uh, Majora's Mask, where you have literal 60 seconds to move around in a overworld top down, very similar to Zelda. And you're tasked with doing just these little uh very very minimal tasks that you're accomplishing but in doing so they have uh, a long-term effect and uh, cause ramifications that affect the game as a whole uh, kind of uh, has an undertale vibe too i'm sorry sort of has an undertale vibe 
Right, and the music is incredible. Like, I, one kind of thing that I've been really getting into now, and I told myself I wouldn't, but I'm like, I, now I'm, I'm in too deep, is I've been buying a lot of soundtracks on vinyl. Um, and the, yeah, in the minute soundtrack, I is on my radar for grabbing it on vinyl. It's some fucking, it is nice. It is, I, I would love to put that on a spin. Um, but, Within, like, the moment you grab this cursed sword, you are, every playthrough, you literally have 60 seconds. There's no way to uh, extend it. There's no way to stop it. Whether you go in or out uh, of a of a home or a building or anything, you're just moving across the map and trying to do whatever you can. And you have to multitask or essentially accomplish steps of something else and perform what can only be is a tedious side quest, but doing so under the pressure of that time frame that you have. Uh, but knowing that by getting the watering can in the last run, you now have the opportunity to get the water that you need to water certain plants, plants that may hold uh, some secrets that may not benefit you right away. And then you kind of have to work with that trial and error and realize that's not what's going to get me ahead and I need to do something else. And in the process, you have to die and redo it all over again. Because uh, the only thing that you can do to move ahead is there are going to be uh, checkpoints that you reach within the map. That once mm-hmm. you reach those checkpoints, you then spawn from there every time you die. Uh, there's no... I haven't gotten far enough, though I feel like the game is kind of cluing me in that there's going to be a design where uh, I'll be able to essentially warp between the checkpoints at some point. But I'm gradually building not only my life meter, but also getting certain objects that allow me to traverse uh, the area like the watering can, as I mentioned, or the hammer. Uh, and doing things, and I have to make either quick barters with NPCs or just kind of experiment and do something. I, I, the most spectacular thing was like the fact that it kind of took like this uh, opportunity to do an homage to like the Lost Woods of Zelda, but with the desert. And just imagine mm. kind of messing around with that, but having to do so with the frustration of dying every point and then starting from the very beginning, but doing so because of the 60 second limitation. It it does a lot with like its premise and i i love just how like i don't know there there's just some there's definitely like a very uh, a subtle it has a very subtle impact to it because before you know it you 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 can pick it up and put it down which i did but there's just one instance where i i picked it up and then i i dropped like two hours like just within one sitting not even realizing it and while I may have only done two things, it it gave me such a bigger appreciation for the level design and everything around me because I had to, I the game commanded that respect for me and in turn I had to give it. I felt good giving it because I, I, I got a return on it at some point when I decided to put two and two together. And I, I really like the way the game forced your hand into doing that. It, it looks and sounds incredible and... I, I really don't know why people slept on it as hard as they did. And, I felt like it and, and you played it on Switch, out. and you think that's the best platform I, I to play really it on with like Switch? Yes, because I feel like it, okay. it's got a nice pick up the and pick play up and play feel. aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, for sure. But um, I really want to grab it on uh, Xbox One because uh, I I saw that there were leaderboards for it, and I'm kind of curious to do that. I, I okay. there's 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 so many layers to it that like I was interested sure. in peeling back, but that like if anything the definitely I, comes the idea of it being competitive on top of it being kind of a leisurely play seems interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it has different kinds of like speeds of of play or speeds of you know 
what you want to get out of it. There's another uh, indie game that kind of it came out at the very near the very end of 2018 that I also want to uh, spotlight. Uh, Gris, I believe I might be pronouncing that correctly. Is that the one with like the uh, watercolor kind yes. of aesthetic and like yeah yeah that looked really cool. I it, remember I think they showed that like. I remember seeing some random ass trailer for that, and it looked really dope. Like I, I want to say it was like Game Awards, maybe showed a trailer for it or yes. something along those lines. Okay, and it it looks looked cool. Ama- like everything that you see in that trailer is how the game animates and and moves in real time, and it it's insane. I was getting some I was getting some like like El Shaddai kind of vibes from it. I mean, I would like. The watercolor effects alone and, and just the gradation of, of how uh-huh. they literally, like, deepen and tone just based on the saturation of, of how wet. And, and the fact that the game is able to render that so, like, just the fidelity of how it renders it is fucking insane. It's intense. And then the music, it's probably my favorite soundtrack from 2018. And like I, mm. I would have to give it that. Like it, it definitely grabs you because the the whole point is that there's a lot of undertones about like just some of like women's suffrage in general and, and, and concern to a culture that that's centered around a patriarchy. And then a lot of that is communicated through the themes of the protagonist trying to sing and not being able to do so. And this journey is essentially you trying to reclaim like your notes your 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 vocal abilities and as you progress further in the game there is a button that just functions for you to sing but like you can't it just comes out hoarse but as you get further and further wow. it's advancing but it, there are other things that you learn to do like uh very early on in the game you can uh transform your dress into a giant like block like kirby status uh familiar with any of the kirby games or smash brothers and, yeah, and, fuck that down B, man. Fuck it. Yes. And you, you down B a fuckload of times in the game because yeah. there's going to be a lot of destructible architecture and things that like communicate to you that have a, a meaning to do so. You like The puzzle platforming aspects are pretty neat because it, it, they center around constellations. A lot of the game, I mean the logo itself, and it kind of clues in on what that means. Later on, I'm not at that point. But um, using those constellations to connect like uh, ethereal bridges that you can cross or or move mechanisms that then progress and allow you to get through a, a certain part of the stage um the game i mean just the 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 aesthetic and the, 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 everything about it the presentation grabbed me but even playing it was just very sharp it controls very well it's another game that like i've seen i, I saw way more attention on this one than minute but i still feel like it just did not get its due like that is another mm-hmm. like there there are three indie games that I feel did not get its due. That being the second one, I have one more, but I'm gonna turn it around to Sarah. I feel like Sarah's got some quick mentions he also wants to throw down. <laughs> All right, so uh, next one, Luminous Remastered. Uh, so I'm a pretty big puzzle game fan. I was gonna say like PSP yeah. Lumen. Yeah, it's it's the okay. uh, it's a remastered version of the original Luminous that came out oh, on damn. PSP, which that was my first PlayStation Portable game. So a lot of the music in there sort of brought back a lot of memories from, you know, that very early time of my what? adulthood, right? So what they re-released it on. It was on the Switch. No shit. Yeah, and I always thought that was like a Sony yeah, ass Sony it. game. The reviews Oh, on the damn. Yeah. I, I always thought it was like a Sony ass Sony game, so I'm surprised it would be on anything other than a Sony 
console. I mean, no, because well, Luminous eventually came out to DS, didn't it? Or is that media? Yeah, that's... Uh, no, it was on Xbox Live. Yeah, there was, was also it? an Xbox okay. Live. Okay. Yeah, huh. which at, at one point I was fourth in the world on the leaderboards. So, yeah, boy. Uh, I, lo- I love me some Luminous. <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. But uh, nice. yeah, uh, there was a couple of issues that I had with it, like how these the screen sort of shook in weird ways that uh, I wasn't really used to. But I mean, the fact that it sounded so clean and it brought back so many good memories, it was a good feel-good game. Um, and, you know, uh, being able to loop the entire song set and then just keep going was uh, was always you know, a good feeling to uh, to know that I still have the skill to back up my claims. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, Luminous Remastered is uh, you know just an, another great version of a, a game that I just uh, it played a really big part of my uh, of my early adulthood. So that's pretty good. Um, also, I want to touch on Ikaruga, which came out uh, on Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4 this year. These are a lot of games um, that didn't come out in the year of 2018. I just want to have you Yeah. Know. <laughs> these are well, these releases re-released. were re-released. Yeah, the, and yeah. they've got uh, you know, they've got features to them that weren't in other other true. releases too, true. right? So true. Um so Ikaruga for Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4, it was notable for coming out on those uh, platforms, but it's not the best version of Ikaruga. <laughs> The best version of Ikaruga is still the Dreamcast version. So, you know, just bear that in mind. But, uh, yeah, barring the issues, being able to play Ikaruga on the go in Tate or Yoko modes with all the achievements and, uh, well, they don't count for any score or anything unless you're playing on the PlayStation version. But um, on the Switch anyways, you know, you have uh, practice modes, prototype mode. uh, You've got the three different difficulties. the thing that really holds it back, though, is that a lot of the features for, like, keeping track of score and such, uh, you have to be online in order for those to work. Which, how many times are you going to be online when you're out on the go with it, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Unless you're tethered to your phone, which, I don't know, I've done that a couple of times to get some uh, some Star Soldier runs in. But outside of that, mm, yeah. um, you're not going to find too many people doing it. But, uh, you know, Ikaruga. Still worth a play, but the Dreamcast version is still better. So with Ikaruga and a lot of games on the Switch, like they're developing uh, peripherals that like allow you to play those in Tate mode. Yeah, I know. Like like Flip Grip was kind of a mentionable one. Um, do you feel like more games like that are going to come to the Switch because of the fact that they can do that because of its verticality? Uh, no, I, I don't think it's going to be because of that, because a number okay. of games had come out long before the flip grip was I even... I mean, you have been doing yeah. a lot of reviews on the Switch primarily because they've been coming in oh, such excellent. Exactly. He's not, yeah. he's not heavy on the flip grip. We actually, funny enough, we were just talking yeah, about not it really. I've been enjoying mine, but he's not a fan of it. No, I, I'm I glad, think... I'm just glad you finally got yours, because you were waiting for Yeah, it was uh, like an, almost an obscenely long... Wait yes, for, for it to even I leave the mine, warehouse. Dude, I got mine in like less than a week. Well, yeah. I mean, no, it took a while. Parrish probably just drove it over to your house, honestly. It's probably <laughs> no, what happened. No. <laughs> sure, sure. <Yeah. laughs> I just, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm personally really excited for it because I, I think more or less if developers, if you press them for it and there's a, there's a, like a reason for it to be there. Especially with like some of the hamster releases that can make use of it. Yeah, yeah. Like that would definitely. I mean, Downwell is coming to the Switch, and like, yep. 
I'm yep. super oh. stoked to play that. That on seems like a good fit. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, I, definitely. I could not play it on Steam, but I love playing it on my phone. And it's kind of yep. a bitch to play on my phone, but I enjoyed doing it. And now... Uh, now it uh, yeah. works really well with those 8-BitDo controllers hooked up, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, sir, I, yes. I still need to get the chance to fuck around with 8-BitDo. Like, I've been... Yeah. I, they got to be cheap down there for you guys. I don't... You know, man, I don't know. Anything... 30 bucks? Mm. It's not. I'd say it's twenty not a to thirty of if I had to guess. dude. It's a matter of availability. That's what it's slowly boiling down to. If you're not on there, if you don't have ten bots ready to order twenty ver- like editions of what you're trying to get, you're not going to get it. Like what? that's just a matter of whatever it is. Like that's what I've learned. Especially they are everywhere up here. Everywhere. That's so hmm. bizarre. Yeah. Everywhere. Like, like this one, you can buy this controller right here. At seventeen different locations up here. Yeah, I I remember I it's saw everywhere. that scantily at Walmart and then gone. What Walmart? Yeah, Walmart. Damn. Of all places. Okay. Huh. Um, Weird. <sighs> but what was I um gonna mention? I was I was gonna mention something that when you when you brought up. Son of a bitch, uh, that I can't remember. Um. Bangayo has a Tate uh, aspect to it. No, it's all just horizontal. I do yeah you, yeah. Do you, I'm thinking of Bangayo. Uh, it's DS. called Yoko. <laughs> Yoko is horizontal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I'll go with that. Man. Real quick, and and like we should be talking about games, but this is very gaming related, and I kind of want to ask you guys because uh, like this is another thing that I think people slept on in 2018, and I was, I was charmingly taken with it. Um, have you guys watched High Score Girl on? Not yet. Oh Not yes, yeah. But I need to. You really I binged to. I that so think, hard. I think we should um, record a separate podcast just to talk about it. I would. I think so. Like it was it amazing. Was, it was very. I loved it. I loved. I really enjoyed it. I I think I only had one issue with it. Period. And like even even with the tropes that it paid to and the conventions that it used, it did so. Like just. It did super so tastefully, yeah, and tastefully. I... How, how about that intro too, huh? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So uh, good. We picked up. So is a lot. A lot of stuff in that is licensed, though, right? There's really actually a funny like story because, like, the manga actually had to be put on a hiatus for like two years because, and it was a Square Enix owned manga because uh-huh. SNK fucking sued the author, <laughs> uh... Uh, and then they were finally allowed to reprint after paying the. Uh, the necessary royalties. royalties. Yeah. But no, for the animation, yeah. or for the anime, the anime took as long as it did because, yeah, dude, everyone got on board. Uh, cool, and even, cool. like, like some Nintendo mentions were even thrown in there, but I think it's the stuff that they were allowed to, like, do. Like, um, I think, like, Super Nintendo and Nintendo were mentioned very briefly as they can just because, yeah. like, I think there's a fair use aspect to it. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's not, if, if it was in Wreck It Ralph, it's allowed to be in this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I. A lot of PC Engine, though, eh? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, well, so I mean, good. If you, so good. And we picked up right where the season left off in the manga, and then Val and I really need to read, because the manga's finished. But apparently, oh, there's cool. supposed to be an OVA uh, that, that either is original or kind of picks up where the uh, season left off for three episodes in March, and then we don't know what the fuck. But anyway, if you guys yeah. get the chance, watch it. Anyone mm-hmm. that's a fan, and like, 
the authenticity and the way they deliver thing and like just the representation of it all like if you grew up in video games if that was like those formative years that kind of brought you to the age you're at now and why we fucking are recording a podcast about this shit <laughs> the anime captured that really well um hey, hey guys guys hey guys hmm. Daruna's my high school girl except she plays soul caliber <laughs> oh damn <laughs> Um, she'll go 101 she'll go 100 to 1 for me like oh she just destroys me every time dude yeah. the elitism all of it 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 yeah like oh god i i will have to go on about that at a at a later point um i think some other quick mentions and like i'll, I'll probably be very sparse because i have a feeling they might be uh in some of our other lists which we all briefly mm-hmm. kind of covered um i I wanted to talk about that third indie game, um, and that one was really special. It was a, a, a review that I'm still trying to pen an editorial for. It's not going to be a traditional review because it's going to be – I think it's going to be very difficult to traditionally review it just because of how short and the way it's done. But it's a a point-and-click adventure, a very linear one, but nonetheless a very well-done one uh, named Florence. It's available on smartphone devices. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I think there is a different layer of attachment just because I played it um, while briefly sharing some of my experiences with Val, uh, who also played it. Um, and we are kind of noticing some of the different decisions we made in the story because the story essentially revolves around a relationship and we found a lot of parallels. And then we saw a lot of parallels in, as far as what we do, like, in in the real world as far as our actual like romantic relationship our partnership everything and then how we went about it within the persona that the game gave us and the choices that it gave us even though it's very much you know like in the hands of any sort of point and click choice driven narrative like telltale or whatnot to where the choices give the illusion of impact uh, as far as how they uh, affect the direction of narrative but it was enough to kind of like kind of reveal like these different nuances of how you uh you know you portray your your agency in these games and then comparing that especially with her um i i definitely recommend anyone because uh, you it doesn't matter if your significant other doesn't give a shit about video games this is a very i you know it's it's a, i would barely call it a game it's more of an interactive story but it's one that's done very well and designed to it'll it'll leave an impression on you it'll make you think about like just a lot of different things and how you kind of care about yourself and and conduct yourself and i and again i am really happy that it did get like some of the uh did it did cross some of the radars that it did but um Mm -hmm. i I don't know i feel like the game should definitely been talked about more I, i i think game awards gave it best mobile I I do sure. remember that, but I, even yeah. then it was very. It, I just I just remember like Brian Atano like talking like about early on like how impactful it was because I think it's I've not played it yet, but from like what you're saying about it, what I've heard about other people saying about it, it kind of like shines a light on things that you've done. Maybe personally, like you have more connection to it because, like you said, you draw these parallels of you know relationships, either current or previous, and like you you see those things kind of maybe outlined in the game possibly there was a there was of... a moment that especially kind of uh we drew about because uh again it revolves around a relationship and yeah. during some of the rockier moments just you have you have complete agency to determine like how you would behave 
like yeah. in, in like those rocky moments and like in this argument i completely went about it in a different way than and she did and it just like yeah it, it, it definitely because then we brought that back to how when we disagree and how what stances sure. and like it again i definitely encourage everyone to play it but like because of the way I played it, if you do have a significant other, especially one that you've been with for years on end, does I don't give a shit if they like only Amazon and their smartphone and like take it to the toilet with them. Make them uh-huh. play this game with you. It it's not it's cool. very cheap. It's not very long, and it it will leave an impression with you, and it'll it'll help you definitely think about some stuff in a good way. Uh, and then it also mm-hmm. in a very sad way. There's a lot of sad stuff in that game. It'll 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 choke you up a bit but it it's done very well i cool. really happy that i got the chance to share it especially in the way that i shared it um, and kind of smart for them to make it accessible on those kinds of devices where they know it can reach a broader audience you know like that kind of narrative or that kind of style um just yeah you don't see that very often you don't see like games on your phone you're like oh shit this made me feel something like that doesn't really happen yeah you know yeah um but I uh the only other quick mentions that I have honestly um Dragon Ball Fighter Z I love what it did for the fighting game community um mm. and kind of I mean granted the Holy recent shit. drama with yeah. the tournaments is kind of bogus They've got this thing coming up uh here soon that seems like it might maybe change that tune quite a bit like they're having some big like invitational or big tournament sounds like maybe they'll we'll, we'll get an idea of what's next for that game I don't think it's over quite yet. Yeah, but I, I would hope, we'll especially with the fact that the newest movie opened yeah, to really. fucking five million dollars and reviewed very well. Yeah, it's actually like really good. The, if you're a dragon, yeah, it's like, impressive it, it, actually. Yeah. It, it reviewed well, and it's probably like the highest grossing movie of that style for like years. Yeah, it, it's kind of nuts. If you're a Dragon Ball fan, because I thought they were gonna go and do more retcons, just be weird with it, but uh, Akira Toriyama. Like, as far as the Dragon Ball canon and just, like, the respect to, like, the, the years of fandom that, that that franchise has had, he did a, an incredible job. I, the only complaint that I had personally was there was way more CG in that fucking movie than I cared to want, especially with, like, how beautiful the animation was in certain aspects. And then, like, near the end of that movie, I'm like, whoa, okay, this, this rushed production with some fucking CG thrown in. And you want to know what the most ironic thing is? Mm-hmm. None of this would have happened if it wasn't for the live-action Dragon Ball movie. What? I didn't... Yep. What do you mean? Uh, basically, Akira Toriyama hated the live-action one so hard because he was supposed to be done with Dragon Ball at that point that he came back and made more Dragon Ball to make sure that it wasn't the last <laughs> fucking thing. This is a real like, thing, I promise. Yeah, no, yeah. You're not going to you're you're right. fucking disrespect <laughs> me like this. That's how we did uh, Battle of the Gods, and that's how, yeah. like, and it just kick-started this whole thing. That's fucking great. Precisely, Man. yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Chai. Uh, at fat. least, at <laughs> yeah, least there's thank, that. <laughs> thanks, that random guy that wasn't anything after it. No, dude, yeah, he's gone. Who? who I don't know who yeah. played Piccolo, but we'll, we had to go back and watch it. I, I, I also still need to grab that PSP game, just for the shits of it. But anyway... Um, yeah, that definitely feels like it's warranted to mention. Um, and then another game that all three of us played, but I, I think only two of us enjoyed out of the three, Mega Man 11. I thought it was a fine return to form for the Blue Bomber, especially 
if you are a fan, which most people aren't, and I don't get why, uh, if you're a fan of Mega Man and base, I felt like they kind of took some of those principles and then reapplied it to Mega Man 11 and just doubled down, and it worked. I really enjoyed it. I The only thing I hate about that game is the music. Man, it is some stocky, shitty music, and I don't know mm-hmm. why. Like, I I just, I, I was expecting more music-wise. Everything else was done really well. Yeah, I dug it. I thought it was pretty good. I, uh, I didn't. I don't know. The, the, the boss battles I thought were <laughs> kind of interesting, or at least the bosses themselves were kind of interesting, and, you know, I, I like the mechanic of switching up, like, you know, the, I can't remember exactly gear. what it's called. The double gear system. Yeah, like that was, like, I I don't know. Like, it wasn't You know what it, it reminded bad. me of that I really enjoyed? Um, it wasn't 9 or 10, but it was still pretty good, no, I thought. No, but the one aspect, because it, it kind of evoked, and I think it was it was really nice, especially as a touch of, a, you know, a current Mega Man game. Uh, reminds me of Mega Man X, when you have a robot power and you charge your buster all the way, it has a different effect, and the double gear mm. kind of did... Uh, this had the same similar effects on those. Plus, like all the powers, uh, they all had a purpose. It felt very much like Mega Man Two and Mega Man Three, to where I used all the powers at least once, uh, because the levels were designed around them way better uh, than some of the other Mega Man games were, which like just didn't do anything to really, you know, encourage me to fuck around with uh, said powers. But yeah, yeah I'm looking at you, Mega Man Six. Yeah. <laughs> No, I fuck man. Which which one am I? I'm thinking of like a Mega Man X game, like fucking uh, Mega Man X two. Yeah, I don't like two. I want a dumb like game. Two. I didn't like that one. Yeah, I didn't even really like three that much. I don't I understand why three. it's so expensive. I love three. So I just grabbed kind of dumb. That was a one. That was one of my big gets for 2018. 2018 was the year oh, yeah. of spending too much money on old shit that's mm-hmm. gonna like die mm-hmm. in ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I think I think twenty. I think I got Coryun last year. You did. You Fuck did. that, man! Eight eight six hundred and eighty dollars. Oof. Yeah. For baby's first shmup. Oof. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Wait. Robin. What? Oh, dude, it's super nice and simple. It's f- so fucking easy. Oh, like, awesome! My kind of game. Yeah, let's go. Sign one life. One life. Clear. Easy. It's nuts. Like. Um. Next big one that I'm currently working on and should be getting by the end of next month is Snatcher. So I don't oh. want to get a nice little capture. I wish they would re-release that somehow just so I could play it. I just want to play it. Yeah. I don't want to get a Sega CD. I just want to play it. Yeah, it's that's one thing I'm going to be stoked grabbing oh, my Justifier. No. Or Police Knots. Like, Police Knots would be dope, too. Well, Police Knots was on PlayStation, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it here? No. No. No, you have to. Oh yeah, it. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Just use Google it. Translate. <laughs> How could it be? I've no. It's hard. I've done it. It's bullshit. Do not. I, I will I, tell you yeah. right now. Do not use Google Translate with. Uh, just because Google Translate is. It doesn't pick up on like, phonetic nuances of language very well. So. Mm-hmm. It is. It is the equivalent. Not of the instant translate Dilla. anyway. It is not the, not the instant translation. Quesadilla, like just don't fucking do it. Quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, any other quick mentions before we get this thing going proper? Nah, I think uh, I've got one in particular, but I think it's going to incorporate into something else. Oh, all right, hmm. I'm digging it. All right, let's go ahead and commence the fucking proper round robin 
of the Golden Zonkies for the year 2018 new So, um, I am going to go ahead and have Andrew start off since he did not have any quick mentions to give us. You Fantastic. Number five. <laughs> yes. I have to get my phone because I don't remember what I had for my five. Um, <laughs> nice. Like I mentioned previously, I didn't play a lot of games, and I didn't play any of the games really to completion, but here's what I have. In terms of games I played enough of to think, hey, these are pretty good, and I think maybe people should have played them last year. Uh, just want me to go off the list, like all five? No, no, just, we're going to do it one by one. So you're going to do five, one by one. and then I'm going to shoot my five, and then okay. Sarah's going to shoot his five, and then we're going to go to are... the next one. What's are we giving Golden Zonkey Awards for each one? Yes. Okay, good. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. These are these are our personal Golden Zongies. And then afterwards, we are going to unanimously cho- choose the Game of the Year Golden Zonkey between out the of three those. of us. Well, I mean, we could do it out of those. I, I'd assume it would be out of those. But, like, we can always just try to agree on something that we think deserves it. Like, I okay. figured that, like, that would be definitely easy enough. And also something that can can definitely foster a good conversation. So, yes, yeah. go ahead, okay. dude. Let's hear your number five. Fantastic. So, number five for me will be Undernight in Birth, EXE, Latest, Late, Late, ST. Yeah, I, I would love Weird when name, I saw that. Weird name, but good late. game. It just, it just looked like you just did, uh, like, speech to text like, and they just fucked it up so like. yeah I, I was adding my own trademark to it but I, I had the wrong letters uh this game actually ST. surprisingly like i've had it since it released um i really enjoyed the previous one they had on ps3 and this game for me it's actually i enjoy it more not playing it but actually watching it uh it kind of started when i went to uh anime convention and they were playing this in a tournament and i just the art style is amazing. I mean, obviously, like, the aesthetic of it is what kind of draws you to it. It's that hand-drawn art style. Very similar to, like, Guilty Gear, but at the same time, uh, plays more like a, like, Arcana Heart, you know, that type of game. Uh, but it, for me, this game is actually more enjoyable watching. And I don't think it gets a whole lot of exposure. A lot of times you see it at stuff like Evo, Combo Breaker, uh, these different events, but they're usually, like, side tournaments or side plays. They're not ever really on the main stage. And uh, I think this game is more deserving of just being kind of like an afterthought in the fighting game community. I really enjoy it. I think it's a good entry-level game to play if you're not into, like, your traditional Street Fighter or Tekken game. Uh, it's it's something you can kind of jump into and play. Uh, and it's also developed by, you know, not one of the major fighting game developers like a Capcom or Bandai Namco uh, or even Arc. You know, it's kind of Man, its own thing. It hurts that SNK is not in that conversation. Jesus. Well, okay, so only because I think King of Fighters definitely, like, 
It, it, it came in strong for the the year it came out, and then gone. Yeah, and then just gone. And even stuff like fighting EX Slayer like has more of a presence now than King of Fighters. And I don't think that's like fighting EX Slayer was like an April Fool's joke that actually became a real thing. I mean, and what he, about he, SNK and, Heroines? Oh man! No, 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 oh, no, shit, no! Yeah. Get out of here! Get out of here! That did you play it? I have not, and it looks like it's a you know like a like a decent fighter. It I want to play it. Fighter, and then it goes all fan servicey, and you're just like, no. yeah. And even like Skullamania's in it, you know, which is fucking weird, but okay. Um, so I think it needs more exposure, and I I really enjoy it. I think it's a good entry level game to play if you're into fighting games like me, but you're not good at them like me. Uh, it, it's a good place to start, so I would highly recommend it. And it looks fucking gorgeous in motion. Like it's just an awesome game to watch, and that's why I said like it's it's more of a game I like watching people play than actually playing myself. Um, I just really dig it. Um, number four. Well, no, all right. So now, oh, now, now we go to number five for yes. one of you guys. So okay, we're gonna it. go with cool. Sarah's number five. All right, my number five is Blackbird by Onion Games. Man, that, that was game re- looks so dope. That game was released was on the Switch and Steam. Trip, dude. I watched the Bullet Heaven on that, and I'm just like, yeah. I. It was very reminiscent. Of like one of those insane narrative indie games that like we yeah. all enjoy talking about, like Night in the Woods or, uh, I one is escaping. Like I mean, dare I say, is go as old as Braid, but I know there's another one that's just on the tip of my tongue that I can't think of. But like you know what yeah. I mean, like games that like kind of lull you into this weird sense of security almost, or like just a sense of expectation that completely just. Sh- throws it to the ground just like oh we're doing yeah. this now <laughs> yeah and it, it mixes it all with fantasy zone <laughs> so i mean it's it's super good but the reason i chose blackbird was because of its sound it is the best sounding game i think i've played all year mm-hmm. yeah that that soundtrack is something that i find myself uh sort of singing to with its nonsensical <laughs> lyrics did, all the time. Did, did they end up releasing yeah. anything with that? Like, could you, like, buy it on Steam with the, like, soundtrack? You can. And buy it separately? Okay, you cool. You can, yeah. The soundtrack's, it, the soundtrack's expensive. It was, like, 30 bucks to get that soundtrack. But I guess it is on a CD. Still, though, um, is cool I mean, idea? what might yeah. it might be worth it. I, I've, I considered it. I heavily considered it. Yeah. Uh, and, like, beating the game unlocks more game like it unlocks a true mode which has all kinds of extra hidden stuff in it so the original stage set although it seems short at first is just like the prelude to the main event and it's just so good i love blackbird yeah it's it's a fantastic game so you know if you've got a switch or you know even okay. a moderately decent computer go for it yeah yeah nice well my number five I I really wish I could have put it higher, um, but I will have to say that uh, Octopath Traveler definitely. I I don't know. I didn't come into the game with like the highest expectations, but I was definitely like everything that it did really interested me. Like the moment I saw it in the Nintendo Direct, and then the demo came out, and. I, I have like my bravely default moment, like Andrew did, where I just mm-hmm. fucking plunked. I I want to play the shit out of this demo. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. just hours, and and even then, like I really wish because there was 
the development team over at Square kind of put their muscle into three games. This being the third game. This being their their fucking opus. Um, but the two other games, while the first one, I'm just like, yeah, this is neat. This is like a neat, like little, uh, nice love letter to Chrono Trigger. That being I Am Setsuna, which I enjoyed. Like, I, I it's weird because I, I played a little bit of the Switch version, and I think it actually looks better on the Switch than it does on PlayStation Four, just because I I don't know what it was. I think they optimized it better. Um, uh, another one that just like slipped by entirely. That was just like nonsensically weirder but played probably better than I am it definitely played better than I am Tetsuna uh, was Lost Fear and I really yeah. enjoyed that one a lot um, and again that was one that didn't really get the attention it deserved but then Octopath didn't Traveler it, didn't it just kind of like bounce off each other though in, in kind of a samey sort of way like it was the same premise almost no I mean dude like Every mechanically JRPG speaking, got, like, the same some cataclysm you got to fight, and you're the chosen one. Like, oh sure, but like, or somebody's got to be Se- a sacrifice. I am Setsuna was very Chrono Trigger in its design, right? I in its gameplay, and as yeah. far as it's and same with Lost Sphere, right? What's up? Same with Lost Sphere, right? No, Lost Sphere is very tactics based because where okay, you like where you're positioned makes way more of a difference in how you battle in Lost Fear and you can chain and combo than uh, in Chrono Trigger. Where you... Or, I'm sorry, Chrono Trigger. Fucking I am Setsuna. Uh, it just, it's like Chrono Trigger where, depending on where you're so at, it's... will affect certain things, but you don't plan around it. You kind of dynamically... You, you roll with the punches. More of like a... Like a Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter, right? Maybe. Or Grandia, yeah. like you, you know, like where you move, like the the later releases of Lunar. Yes, where yeah. exactly where where you happen to be and during the battle will influence what you do, but you don't have direct control over it. It's just like the battle starts, and it's just like Cron Trigger, where everybody jumps into their positions, and then you kind of deal with where whether they get knocked back or they move. Well, no, that's the way I am. Mm-hmm. Tsun always played, and then. Yeah, yeah. Depending on where one character is with the other, you do team up moves, and then right. there are certain te- well, in Lost Fear you can combine moves, and you can just combine moves with anybody. And certain people have affinity with others, yes, but you can plant like you have control over that, so it changes it up entirely. And then certain enemies will like take more damage or actually be affected to where you hit them. That doesn't happen in I Am Tsutsuna. So I actually really liked I or Lost Fear more than out of the two. I like that one more, but I hate right. the story. Like the the story in I Am Tsutsuna <laughs> is what kept me going, but like Lost yeah. Fear is just like ah, oh, like there's this whiteness engulfing us, and like there's this like memory of something that's going on, but we don't know. Like it's so it it is paced terribly. Like it, at some point, like the game plays so well on its own that I'm not too invested in the story. But then it's the other way around with I Am Tsutsuna. I'm like, this gameplay is not great. I don't want to grind, but I definitely want to know what's going to happen next. Like, what does this character have to say? So it's it's funny how, like, they complement each other in that way. But Octopath Traveler does both really goddamn well. And there's a play style and a character. you'll And, and if there's one thing you don't like about the character, they will compensate it in some way or form. Like... I wasn't mm-hmm. too crazy about the dancer's playstyle, like her her gimmick and like uh, some of her character stats and in terms of battling. But man, I really, really dug her. Oh, it was Primrose, story. right? Yes, I and yeah. I loved the like the fucking 
just the cheesiness of the voice acting in that game, like, <laughs> man, the localization hit it out of the park. But, like, I mm-hmm. I just love the writing and the delivery of everything that's done in that game. But just, like, that and Oberon and then all the other characters, like, they really stuck out to me to where um, I, I really just could not. I couldn't stop smiling every time I played something. And even the end grinding felt fun. All of it really stuck out to me. And the game understands it has a sense of style. And then as you move and you combine with the talents of others, and, and whether it's bartering items, seducing, or just challenging, which I still is my favorite thing, just challenging any NPC that I fucking see in the street. Like, yo, you want to go? Like, do you want to go? Like, and then you mess with the, like the, the wrong old man and get your ass handed oh, to you. Dude, I don't know how many potions <laughs> I dropped. I, I may have dropped thirty potions just because I wanted to die on that hill. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll take this to my grave. Yeah. So, I now, Octopath Traveler was actually my one of my quick mentions, and um, I, I think what uh, what I liked the most about it is that it sort of maintained what. Uh, um, I was going to say uh, Flying Fairy, but uh, uh, Bravely Default and Bravely Second did. Uh, But instead of being Final Fantasy style, it was Saga style. And the Saga series has been something that I've been a huge fan of for decades now. Uh, My first RPG was, in fact, Saga 1 or Final Fantasy Legend. And um, I think it, it holds even more weight with me than even Final Fantasy does. So it was nice to have a new saga game, maybe not a name, but an execution, definitely. I mean, and Andrew, you got a chance to play a little bit of Octopath Traveler, didn't you? Negative. Uh, I downloaded the demo and then didn't really play the demo. And then, uh, yeah, I posted on Twitter that I got this deal because Wario 64 was posting, you know, the, the, those good gets on Twitter. And I thought I got one from Target. Soup's cheap, but they canceled it. So uh, never got it. They've been, um, I, I feel like yeah. every retailer at this point, like, is also they got wise to him. It. To trying to find out yeah, who's yeah. the fucking bully. <laughs> they, got, they, they, they got wise <laughs> to the glitches. And so, yeah, it's harder to get them deals now. Um, so I didn't get it. And I was kind of at a crossroads of getting that. Or Splatoon or Smash. And I was like, fuck it, I'm getting Smash. So that's what I went with. Um, I still kind of want to get Splatoon at some point, but I'm not sure why. I do too. I don't know anyone that plays it. But I kind of want to have it just because I feel like it needs to be in like everyone's I played you know, the first one and really Switch enjoyed games. it. I actually really like the first I, player mode. And that's the thing. I didn't really play like any of it, but I just I like its aesthetic. Like I just oh, like the style of it. Said first player mode. I own one player mode. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, uh, a first Splatoon, person mode would be right? dope. Yeah. 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 I played it for what? an afternoon. It was fun. And I own all them fucking amiibos, man. I got all those goddamn Splatoon amiibos. I got all yeah, these same here. I do. Here. I don't own the game, but I got all the amiibos. Many motherfuckers use, use the them. Game. Variants and like I've got three sets of the Inkling Boy and Girl for the first Splatoon. I don't have, I've got the three pack, the individuals, and then two that are open. I do not have that kind of. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. We still haven't taken down our tree, so like the miners just <laughs> still hanging out downstairs. Chris, Christmas 2019. Well, you put a lot yeah. of time into that, man. Keep that bitch up all year long. Yeah, for real. That yeah. just just uh, exchange the Christmassy colors with like Valentine's or like St. Patrick's <laughs> yeah. or some shit. Yeah, and like pastel colors I really for Easter. Like yeah, yeah. I like it. We, I like we, it. We that was a last minute decision too because we wanted to do a vinyl record theme. 
because we like since we've been together we've always done themes for our christmas tree and we're like fuck this is really hard and we just totally thought like that etsy or joanne would just like fucking like come through for us and mm-hmm. both them bitches let Nothing. us down like we can't find anything that's like nice or like was just it get deep? just get just get like the little records like what like the 45 so the little we were tiny thinking ones about that, just but then those. we thought that would be lazy yeah. and then i was just playing smash like hardcore as we we're like discussing like huh what should we do and then we came up with that i'm like oh shit and it worked out she even wrapped up some of my gifts as smash items oh we wanted to do more but like man work has been kicking our ass our day jobs suck and that's yeah. anyway um, hey we're in the same sinking ship my friend so yeah work, work till we die or retire one or the other right i'm trying to american bail it out dream. with a beach pail and it's not working jeez the american dream um well american north american <laughs> yeah. right i i mean the american dream the canadian nightmare <laughs> <laughs> oh my god sarah if you become a wrestler that needs yeah to be there we go name. dude that's got canadian be nightmare that's <laughs> yes. a mid-card match it. to dream of um <laughs> i that's as our new poster for 2019 yes <laughs> it has to be incorporated yeah Absolutely. canadian nightmare i, I am I don't know. I'm feeling really good about like the prospects that Square has, though, beyond Kingdom Hearts 3, which is uh, the release that's looming over us. And uh, Octopath Traveler definitely proved that there's still a market and a want for these, which is good because I am Satsuna in Lost Fear. For the most part, I can uh, only imagine they didn't commercially perform the way they were meant to, and they definitely didn't critically perform the way they you know could have. Yeah. Um, they definitely just paid what they did for their fans uh, of, of those respective games and then even i feel like i am sets to know is like one of the first games that kind of started getting like the kickstarter thing kind of out of the spotlight like now kickstarter video games isn't really much of a thing anymore because of stuff like that you yeah. know um yeah. and, and even then like the secret of mana remake also didn't pro- i personally and the, the reviews on the site you can check it out i i really enjoyed it but uh, it was it was definitely something to put Square in within the right frame of mind for people, and then you know when they were on the, when they were the conversation that people are having, Square coming out of people's mouths w- was a good thing, and uh, mm-hmm. you know hopefully that trend can continue long into uh, 2019. But I think it's time we go ahead and roll with number four. So now we're gonna switch it up. Four. What is your four, Sarah? Number four. Number four. Ketsui Deathtony Kizuna Jingatachi for best updated classic title. <laughs> New category, y'all. <laughs> so, all right, you're going to have to talk to me about this one. So, is this another uh, re release that happened in 2018? It is, yes. Uh, it's a significant one, though, because it's the first. No, it's not the first. Uh, it's, it's one of the first cave games to make its way to PlayStation four. Uh, especially since there hasn't been a cave release on like PC in a while. And it doesn't look like any other, uh, platforms are going to be getting this one in specific. Um, if you guys had seen, uh, battle Garega on PlayStation four and Xbox one, it incorporated a lot of neat things like widgets and, uh, and extra range modes, different soundtracks and so forth. Uh, basically, this is the same thing. It was uh, redeveloped by uh, M2 and released on PlayStation 4 with three additional range modes, arcade mode, four soundtracks, 
and various online leaderboard functionalities. So uh, for the discerning high score chaser who loves them some cave, uh, Destiny is the way to go. Destiny? No, it's Deathtiny. So it looks like Death Tiny. Uh, so you have to say it almost like, like you've it. got a lisp, but in yes. Japanese, it's it's a little more um, ambiguous. The th uh, is is actually an su, so desutini is what it would actually be. So destiny would be correct, but in English, it doesn't quite translate. So <laughs> not, quite, not quite, but they, <laughs> yeah. they got it though. Now the the Destiny mode also has uh, a completely overhauled system where you use uh, cubes not necessarily for score but for powering up uh, your Death Troy ga- gauge or Destroy gauge, <laughs> and you can uh, basically unleash a huge powerful attack using that. Uh, it also is your life, so you can get hit uh, more often and recover the gauge. But um, yeah, I-, I think it's a pretty decent mode. It's an easy one, CC. Um, same thing with like the, uh, obviously super easy is a very, very easy one CC. I actually got the one LC on it. So I managed to get through without losing a single life. Um, but then of course you've got your, uh, your arcade mode, which is super, super hard. And, uh, there's another arranged mode from some arcade variant that made it, from what I understand, it's an arcade variant that made it, that made its way in as well. Uh, lacking from this release is the X mode from uh, Kizuna Jigatachi Extra that was released on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, which is a bit of a shame because I really liked it for its bullet-canceling mechanics. Uh, basically, you could load up the screen with shots uh, from various enemies, and if you shot and destroyed a red enemy, it would perform a bullet clear and you'd get score boosts for that. So it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of hard. But, um, you know, I played a lot of it in, in preparation for Destiny, and uh, it, it makes it um, a significantly different release, so it's worth having both if you are into this sort of game. And if you're into Bullet Hell, I mean, Katsui is one of the best made. Uh, it didn't grow on me at first, but it's absolutely worthwhile. It's a quick sidebar, because you totally reminded yes. me there is another re-release that I'm, I am excited with in the, the shoot-em-up uh, realm. Um the gamer's paradise the one that was on saturn the one that, oh yes yeah when is that coming out it's out oh it's out and is it yeah oh, digitally you, out it is digitally out it's game tengoku um game, game tengoku, tengoku paradise something or other it's it's cruise and mix special is what it's called and um yeah it's it's already available on playstation 4 and steam for those of you that are concerned about it there's a bit of censorship in the uh, the PlayStation 4 version where they re- they removed an image of Clarice, which is a DLC character, uh, where there's a bit of un- underboob showing. Um, so they just removed that one. So there's four images Beeps instead of five. But like, forks. whatever. Yeah. Just download the download the Steam one if you're that Bro, concerned. Go, go but on like Reddit. we, like... yeah, I know. Uh, we felt that the fifth image was worse than the fourth image anyway. So I don't know. Whatever censorship who cares i grew up with that on my nes games right so who cares <laughs> mm-hmm. um i and there's so much to fucking keep up with really but i am peaked at the fact that you're just like oh yeah this is cave getting back to its roots and i don't think i've played a single bad cave shooter really i have it was called guange didn't like it oh it I stupid that review yeah 
so i i am curious to uh check it out especially when like my iphone is no longer my go-to for shoot 'em ups in fact uh over 49 of my iphone games got nuked so Oof. i'm not i'm not thrilled i think I... all of the cave ones are done for yeah, uh, they they all required some sort of online checksum, and uh, now that it's gone, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I it's really so. sad that I do not play games on my iPhone anymore. Um, I kind of wish I held on to at least one older model that, like, I just took a SIM card out of and Wi-Fi only, and mm-hmm. just kept it rooted. Which I don't it wouldn't have made a difference anyway. The cave stuff would have self destructed regardless. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, um, I have I have Escaluda two on my Android and it's fucked too. It's done. Oh, dude, no, Chaos Rings is probably the biggest burner because like there's Ooh. no other way to play it. And yeah, I can't launch any of them. Every time I launch them, they, they just crash. Did they not release that on uh, on Steam? Nope. Ooh, that's I was rough. released on PSP in Japan, and then I think oh, it was yeah, supposed okay. to be like a, a Vita release that never happened. There has to be a fan patch out there, though. I I don't think people give a shit that much, and it's kind of sad. Kinda you would be surprised. The PSP has quite the following. It does. It it certainly does. I kind of... Hmm. Might be worth looking into. Yeah, but like out of all the other things that I want to play, that is that is on the bottom. That is a that is a next year project. <laughs> um. Andrew. I mean, you've got a PSP, right? Yeah, no. Uh, they're like, it's fucking back there. The game has to be pennies on the dollar. Nobody buys Japanese RPGs. That's, I will, you've reminded me of something before we get into uh, Andrew's fourth pick. Um, as of recording now, we have until the 30th to, and I need to figure that Release out tomorrow stuff. for the uh, Wii Shop Network is being taken yeah. down entirely. So, um and at this da- point download those games if you haven't already <laughs> yeah but here's the thing check your download to make sure they actually launch because mine won't launch when they're coming off the sd card so uh, i have to and I, there's only so much i can physically have on my physical wii so i need to find out why and i don't know if i need a bigger sd card i'm hoping that's fucked all of mine do no check them you should check huh. them <laughs> because like they'll they used to launch fine and then they don't and i don't know if it's because i moved everything over to my wii u or if, like, maybe I should have been better off keeping my Wii. I don't know. But. Oh, yeah, no, I'm still on the original Wii anyway. So. I am not. I moved all of it over to the Wii U. Uh, yeah. So, basically, everything that was my Wii is in my Wii U. So. That's kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, kind of like, um, man, I found out what docking was. Uh, like last week i just urban dictionary it but yeah it's kind of that's kind of the situation isn't that when you now. put the switch in the thing for your tv yeah to charge it no yeah. no, no 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 oh you guys We're are char- so charging. i I, would, I took this in a way different direction i'm so sorry it was kind of like <laughs> the metaphysical like like docking like docking or just urban di- i'm not putting a show note of that anyway is it is it like a guy scissoring a kind of not really <laughs> okay Okay. Yeah. But anyway, what? that's what I did with my Wii. And my Wii. Hey, man. Hey, we're we're all just life size Legos trying to fit pieces together. That's all we're doing right now. That that that's just life right now. Yeah. It's all good, man. I'm I'm glad we're uh, Lego sexuals. Like I'm Lego. 
<laughs> I I am on board with this. <laughs> I wish I wish that wasn't a thing that could think of on like I wish that wasn't already on Reddit. Is it already on Reddit? Not yet. Hopefully but... not. <laughs> what Lego sexuals? Yeah, dog dog ear that. <laughs> dog that. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, and coined. Um, just just a friendly reminder out there, and don't don't urban dictionary that other thing I said. But anyway, Andrew, yeah. what is hey. your pick for uh, your fourth golden zonkey? Sure. Uh, that would be. Oh God, I lost my list. Hold on. Uh, I I already know what it is. It's got a war. Um, wow, that's a little low. Uh, yeah, only because I didn't play a lot of it. And so I don't think it necessarily warrants higher on my list. Um, but that being said, what I did play of it, thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I also will say I played it on the easiest difficulty, so not much of a challenge for me to play what I did play of it. I wanted to basically just play and kind of get the experience of it, which, man, like, obviously this is kind of cliche, but coming from it as a parent, I definitely could see wanting to play more of it and getting more of that experience because you kind of just feel Kratos being like it's strange because you you know Kratos is like this badass fucking like kill people you know like like take names like just like like this hardcore like just ultra male kind of persona from years past from all the other games and now you're seeing him in this light of I have to take care of this child. And I'm going to act like I don't care. I'm going to act like that it's a burden to me. I'm going to act like it's, you know, I don't want to do this. But you can definitely see in the finer lines of that, even from the little bit I played of it, that he's struggling internally. I want to protect this child. I want to nurture this child. But I don't want that child to see me weak. I don't want that child to see me struggle. oftentimes he's just like, I don't know how. I, or, or, or I don't know how, but I don't know how to express it in a way that makes me look weak. That's like that's like the craziest thing. The, the parallels for me was, as a parent, I don't want to come off as weak. Because you want to be like the superhero to your kid, right? And so I think that's kind of what that, for me at least, what I played of it portrayed. Was this, like, I feel so weak, I feel so powerless in this whole ordeal. But I don't want to show that. I don't want the kid to see that. And... Even that little bit that I played was like super, super like important for me, and I really regret that I haven't played more of it because I definitely could see the lines of that being more portrayed through the game. And uh, yeah, I just I really thoroughly enjoyed the new take that they went with this. And obviously, we're done with the rocking the uh, you know the 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 lamp you know next to the bed until it breaks because you know i'm having this orgy like we're past all that stuff and thank god for that like we are getting into some real depth of this character and some depth of this game which i thought was like you would never see depth in a god of war game but it's there um here's the thing and 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 like i want to add to it because i played sure sure please i i definitely played a lot it is also on my list and we'll Uh try to you know reserve some of my uh, more passionate takes on it when when I discuss it, but I think the franchise as a whole was built around the dynamic of it, and and that dynamic being just visceral graphic violence, and yes, it, and because of that, it played around this really 
toxic portrayal of of alpha male masculinity, masculinity yeah absolutely like yeah a masculinity sure. that because it commanded like the stoicism that like i you know we're we're gradually seeing taken apart for the better that stoicism came at the expense of any relativity or any real character development for kratos because anytime you saw at any point to sympathize with him he it, the game made it seem like when you did it would make him lose its edge so the game never mm -hmm. gave him room to breathe they only yeah. molded him in tragedy and even in those brief moments where david jaffe tried to dial it back a bit and tried to make him seem like a fucking compassionate human being he just ended up like a piece of shit and he just did he did what he wanted to for the sake of himself and and even then like there's supposed to be like some like inkling of redemption in the third game but it's just so brief and it's just so anticlimactic that like it it doesn't even that's not the thing you take away from it after three games of reaching that point in the finale so it it just kind of fell on deaf ears and Corey yeah. balrog and and the guys there they had their work cut out for them especially given the fact that like all the side games and prequels really fucking punch down more on like oh well let's go touch back down into his more like fearsome side it plays off the fact that like you have this somewhat intimate knowledge of of like who he was or what semblance of who you thought he was and then he basically you see him now he's lost and he doesn't have much of anything other than like the fact that he wants to start over and he doesn't want to repeat what he did you see remorse you see everything but you also see him you see him struggling with all of these new aspects that he's trying to embrace for the sake of his son but also for the sake of him and yeah. they play off of each other so well to the point where like i saw like in the very introductory uh, in the introduction of the game you see like so many different strokes of development that like like six games didn't even fucking care to broadcast like within like the yeah, main yeah. one of the main antagonists provokes kratos and restraint patience like somber but like like prime reason negotiation like things that like you would not have seen him and even though he did issue threats and he was still trying to remain stoic he was at the same time not succumbing to the baser urges of things that we yeah, used to define as the manly the, man. Yeah, this uncontrollable rage and this like, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. the game does an incredible job of playing off of that and moving forward in, in the new world. And it like when you reach the end of it, uh, which I've been told, I I have so far not reached the end, but I'm told that like there the sense of reward not only like just makes what you've done with it feel all the more gratifying but i mean needless to say that the game has done very well and we'll get more into that when like i'll explain why i chose it but like i i think it's there's no coincidence in the fact that like what feels so refreshing about it just from a gameplay perspective is just this new take on on the the man and and what a man is especially in this new awareness that we share in, in current modern day. Um, 
it's done so much not only as a icon or a a character uh that of note within the industry but just so much in in general for the game it's done a lot and it and it's everything here is done so tastefully and done like with with such an immaculate touch to detail that like it's no wonder like and and again i i there's probably moments of this that i can't even really like touch down because i'm not a parent uh i'm mm. a pet owner at most hey still yeah so like <laughs> yeah. i but just the impact that it had with me i can't imagine especially with you and and then like especially the fact that like I think it did a really good job of, of touching on the fact that people grew up with this character as scant as he was and the fact that he was just merely a cipher to, like, fucking rip shit, like, violently. Which, granted, you still do in this game. Like, there's no, like, yes. it does not no, scale yeah, that don't, back. Don't, don't, yeah, don't get it twisted. Like, it's still, yeah, it's still that game. <laughs> but, like, there, there there's, a, there's more of a sense of purpose to it and the game does a way better job of delivering that and connecting that bridge with you as a player. Like, you want to see this end, not just because you want to see someone die at the end of it. Like, this isn't some revenge porn. It it left revenge porn. It's so much better than revenge porn. Redemption porn. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yes. Um, I'm really glad that you chose. I'm really happy that it's on your list, and I. And I really need to like get back in and maybe that'll be my like 2019 that'll be my 2019 game of 2018 hopefully yeah i i really like i'll I'll have more to say on it but okay um so my number four is a game that like unfortunately i don't think a lot of people can play and i really if you can do it do not hesitate Uh, my number four is moss I absolutely, I still think about this game. Now, this is a VR game? Yes. Okay. And you, it, the thing about the game that I, I will say I'll slight against it is the replayability isn't the best. Like, I'm going to go back and eventually collect all the doodads that, like, I still want because there's a collectability aspect to it, and I don't know what the sense of reward is for that, but... In the same way, like, uh, there's another game that I've missed out on, but I also hear is a must-play uh, for PlayStation VR, which is Astrobot, and I'll have to check mm-hmm. that one out. Um, Moss kind of took, like, the aspect of, like, the, the, the 3D room puzzle uh, that you would find in certain action uh, adventure titles like Legend of Zelda and twists it on his head to where it plays it plays off of the VR perspective so well and it does so so intuitively and and everything that does and the fact that you're the the watcher and and the fact that like you are not in a sense controlling or dictating quill but you're directing and you're working alongside quill the little mouse and the game does such a good job of uh, essentially pairing what you do as Quill, as her, and then what as you do as the observer that has this uh, influence over the game as far as the perspectives and, and advantages of, of the stage that aren't there unless you, you move and physically... like it, it plays off of that so well that... I, I don't know. I've never played a game 
that defined VR quite like this game. Like when you think about like what the advantages of virtual reality and why you would bother immersing yourself in, in something like that, this is a game that I would pick at the top of my list just because there are so many different ways that you can jump within a platforming game and how like different camera angles or perspectives can control that. But when you have the depth of field and know that like just the like just a 45 degree angle of something um that does not appear 45 degrees when you're looking at it from six o'clock versus when you lean in with your face and then check it out at 11 o'clock and realize that it completely changes up how you're going to move. And then mm. that's just how you see things. And then you have to figure yeah. out how like Quill is going to interface with that. There's like so much immersion in that, that it, it brought a sense of life into a fictional game that I did not it, it, like it, it just quickly engrossed me. I felt invested and even little things like combat and just knowing that like I have to use a controller. I'm using my the motion sensing capabilities of my DualShock 4 to manipulate like uh you know enemies and stun them and then move them off to the side but then moving them off to the side and still like keeping my eye on what I'm doing there while physically being able to see my peripherals uh to the right what i'm doing is quill it's like fucking driving like driving yeah. imagine driving a car and just changing lane like i know that sounds silly but just the fact that like driving is second nature just because like you have a sense of control that like you need to invest because there's a world going on around you that's what moss felt like like in a game you're only presented this scope and that's it. But in Moss, it does a very good job of letting you know that it's placing you in this world that you have to move around within a, a left to right um, diaxis and, and do so, like, knowing that, like, you got to be 10 and 2 because, like, the world isn't going to stop for you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not... <clears throat> it's like one of those things where it's kind of like... I think with VR, there's a lot of detachment to, like things happening around you. It's just that you're kind of like implanted into something going on, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't feel immersive enough. I feel like you can easily disassociate yourself from what's going on around you. It sounds like with this, like what you're doing has an impact in like what's around you. And usually with VR, it doesn't seem like that's the case. Well, no, I mean, it, it, it granted, like when you really look at it, it's not as complex or as engrossing like at first glance. Cause it's just imagine a diorama of a level. And then the fact uh -huh. that, like, you have some depth of feel to it. A lot of the depth has to do with the verticality of it. And then sometimes fixed perspectives can be manipulated depending on how close you lean or how far back you go. Yeah. But, but I, like, I like that concept. It sounds like that doesn't happen too often in those types of games. No. And it's done. Yeah. And, like, Astrobot, I hear, kind of takes that concept and runs with it even more and kind of gets more... Uh, gets even more ambitious with it, but does it in a more lighthearted way, like in the vein of like I hear it's like the Super Sunshine or Super Mario Sunshine of VR games. I'm like, whoa, that makes me want to play it. So, I you know forgive me if that game is not on my list, but Moss is. But I I got the review copy of Moss and I played it and I love the shit out of it. Um, now, um, 
Daruna really wants to play Moss uh, yes. for for a lot of different reasons. One of the things that I f- uh, felt was really interesting about Moss too is that Quill can communicate with ASL. Yes, that's a big thing too. Like there, Quill will do hand gestures and stuff that's you know one hundred percent in line with how uh, hearing impaired people actually communicate wow. with each other. It's you, very very cool. Yeah, you, when you when you accomplish a certain thing, depending on how you accomplish it. And depending on how you interact with, like, say you solve a puzzle, and if you're paying attention, because Quill will actually motion to you. Because, again, the the player's presence in the game is that they're an observer that's linked to Quill. So mm-hmm. Quill will, like, the AI will kind of subtly clue in and telegraph, like, hey, you know, you in your position, you can do this. Depending on how well you respond and listen to that, the AI will actually recognize that. And react in a way will she'll motion to high five you, and you can high five her with the controller, and you cool. can actually get in. And the game will like recognize that you'll even get a trophy, and like the whole thing just feels so engaging. Like it's so charming in how it invests you, but it does so in such an organic way. Like the the design of the game, the gameplay, and especially the level design and how they put the the puzzles into perspective. It works so well that the biggest slight I have to give against is against the game is how short the whole experience is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. insanely short. Like I, I think you can do the game in two sittings easy, just with the limitations of VR barring. But if you're gonna get a PlayStation VR, this must be like I think they actually like, started like, bundling. Like, it. There's a like bundle, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that and Super Hot should be the only two games that you have to have. Well, no, Beat Saber <laughs> is another game that you should definitely. Uh. Ace Combat is arguably there too. I it's really seven? liked. I didn't. VR? I didn't know it was VR. I really like Eve. If it plays like Eve Valkyrie, then like I'm down. Hmm. Eve Valkyrie is also so. like a. I got sick, but oh, I was gonna snap, say you were. You, you, yeah, you were playing that on stream, weren't you? I was. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grab yeah. a VR, sir? No. You should, and you'll be able to grab the new one and not be as stupid. I should. Like me. It's just a matter of having the money for it, really. Yeah. That is true. Still super expensive. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, definitely recommend Moss, and it is definitely one of the best games of 2018. So we are now moving on to number three. Number three. All right, Andrew. Negative. Wait, wait. Who Did Sarah do his four? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you did? Okay, sorry. My bad. Okay. Damn. We're getting long further than I thought. Let me pull up my list real quick. I lost it. Hold on. Oh no. I know. Sorry guys. I'm not on the ball right now. Um Number four. I'm pretty sure it's uh Spider Man. Yeah. No. Is it Spider Man? <laughs> three comes Wait, after number three. Four, number three. Four, two. Got it. Nailed it. Spider Man. Dope. Um again, like God of War. Didn't play a lot of it, but what I played of it, I enjoyed. I'm kind of a sucker. For like these types of games, and I said that because I thought it was Sucker Punch, but it wasn't. It was Insomniac, so that didn't play that as well as I thought it was going fell. to. Damn it! Damn it! You know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because, but I- it's weird because I feel like it is like that type of game, yes. right? Like I feel like that's something they should have made. So it's kind of weird to think that like I instantly associate this game with another game that I loved, which was Infamous Second Son, because of its city exploration. 
Like yes. I feel like it really it really like takes the city and like makes it a part of the game. And so like instantly I was like, oh yeah, it's Sucker Punch. No, it's not. It's Insomniac. But fuck, like I didn't think this is something Insomniac would do. It just it didn't seem like it was in their realm of like expertise to put I a mean, game out like this. To be fair, in my opinion, and I like Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, you know I like games like that, but I did not think they were capable of putting a game like this out. And to give it the like the attention to detail that Spider Man has in like all the comics, all the like you know like inside jokes and all the you know the the references to comic book you know uh, fandom, it it really did a good service to that. And it was a good game of what I played of it. Had a lot of things that you had to kind of like try to chase and try to you know find a lot of uh, little side quests and things like that. But and the game looks fucking gorgeous. Like really like the, like the fucking the fucking like face like the mocap like is um, fucking amazing. Sunset so Overdrive definitely didn't have the polish that it should have had, but like that if you played Sunset Overdrive like extensively, like I I definitely which I did. I, I played and beat it, yeah. So I was, I liked that game a lot, but, but yeah, it definitely yeah. doesn't have the the polish that Spider Man does. No, um, no, agreed. I really, really enjoyed Spider Man, especially the traversal of it, and especially like mm-hmm. when these they, kind of games. They did like, get that right. They did get that right for shit, sure, which is that, the hardest thing to nail. To death in like yeah. the last decade of free roaming Spider Man games, and then like you have you go from like an invisible sky back uh, skybox that's just like om- omnipresent and just makes traversal almost feel like this lazy like second nature thing that you don't even think about to something that like you kind of engage yourself more with um mm. i i definitely have something that's in the works that's going to be uh published soon i really liked spider-man i don't know if i can consider it one of my favorite games of the year like our best games of the year by that mark only because it it just it really borrows a little bit more than i'd like to from another specific game and like it's combat is is a little rough around the edges to be honest like oh batman yeah okay yeah yeah i can see that well the difficulty curve too is kind of offset by the enemy balancing like some of those enemies are straight fucked especially in the beginning to the point where like you really gotta like you kind of grind out those skills just to stand a chance or or dunk some of those like pre-order bonuses where you can mix and match some like spider suit yeah, like mm-hmm. like having to exploit the game so early on and then kind of do it even in the mid like the combat's probably the clunkiest part. Everything else though was done with a lot of love. Um Yeah, yeah. I it worked really well for that. Even then that Spider-Man was brought into the Spider-Verse event easily and like and just the fact that like uh which is the Spider-Man event they did in Marvel Comics and they brought in like little aspects just Spider-Cop being brought into like comic canon just because of how like charming it was in the game definitely speaks volumes of like insomniac's work with it and i was really surprised because um dan slot which is a, a an alumni of spider-man uh as far as writing goes he did shattered dimensions and i thought shattered dimensions was fucking hokey it sucked <laughs> i did not yeah. like the story in that at all he but isn't Shared Dimensions one that had like Spider Man Noir? Yeah. I didn't like that yeah. one. I mean it was so hokey mm. dude and like at at least I thought they were it was cool referencing like I think they referenced like twenty ninety nine Spider Man. But yeah. what would Spider Verse be the exact same thing? You know And everyone loves that shit. Well the movie 
I haven't seen the yeah. movie, but I hear the movie's done oh. really well. I'm talking it, about it, the it's event. Good. It's good. The event, if you've kept like me, I'm huge in Spider Gwen, and like that event kind of positioned her new direction to make her more of a permanent fixture in the Marvel universe because okay. she's one of the yeah. ones that. I think it did really well. Like the event was sort of existed for the sake of like what they're gonna do with certain characters in, in like in in the Spider-Man canon, but um, no, I think that it's uh, especially with Insomniac and like certain elements, especially with Doc Ock, um, and then even the original aspects like with Mister Negative, all all of these uh, touches of character in in world building is so much way better and way more deserved of of the Spider-Man name than what Shattered Dimensions was. Shattered Dimensions is like just fucking eight Deadpool liners, like eight Deadpool one-liners. That's it. That's it just felt so lifeless. That is uh-huh. not the case with what his work in Insomniac did here. Here they're just like, okay, who what if you're not a Spider-Man fan? Let's remind okay. you why you're a Spider-Man fan. And I or, can see that. I can see that it's not just approaching the fans that like Spider-Man. You need to bring in a player base that doesn't know about the comics, doesn't really, you know, they might know about the movies or something random like that, right? Like, it has to, it, it can't just appeal just to the fans of the comics. So, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I think it did a really good job there. The DLC, um, I really want to get to, and the fact that there's so much post-game yeah. afterwards and, mm-hmm. like, the Insomniac spin on it. It's really shitty to see that, like, the community has been so, like, volatile with um, Insomniac as far as, you know, kind of hasn't oh, spoken the well. Oh, the suit bullshit, the Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that was some bullshit. It was. Yeah. Yeah. That might have been one of those things you were thinking about earlier, like one of those disappointments of the year. Like, that was a big one. That was a big one, too. I mean, there are so it's many. Like, can, we, can we not bully people into doing shit that we want? Come on, guys. Like, let's, let them have their vision. Come on. It's, yeah, it was a little disheartening, to say the least. And like, yeah, a little bit. I don't know, but I, it's definitely, I, I can totally see it being on your list. And I, you know, it was, in, yeah. it was in my mentions. Uh, I don't know if I got to it cause I figured, Oh, we, Hey, you know, we're probably going to talk about it. maybe Andrew is going to got it on yeah. his list. I enjoyed it, but kind of, it does. I, I, I think that there's room for it to grow <laughs> and hopefully it, it's, it's one of those things like it did a Spider-Man game well, but it doesn't mean it's like the best game, but it at least nailed, like it's a good Spider-Man game. Like, you guys, you guys got it. Like this is what. Now let's use that. Let let let's, let's kind of let's go to the next thing and let's see what we can do with that. It's formula. so weird because like as far as the open world concept, nailed it. Uh-huh. Combat yeah. sucked. Uh, like I did, which is well, weird. It, it it follows those same tropes. Like it, it falls into the we're making a comic book action game, so it has to have the Batman. Well, here's combat. the thing: the Batman combat's you know? great. I love the Batman combat, but. Arkham Knights Gotham City sucked. I hated moving around in Gotham City. It was not fun. So, 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 give you the combat of Batman, but the like, city give me traversal the of Spider-Man, of and give me the polish uh-huh. of Spider-Man's world, and then we can talk. And hopefully, we see that in Superman. We won't. We won't. No, but God, I love no. The uh, pipe dream. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's a good number so. three, Sir. Thank you. Come out with me with your number three. We are gonna get. Get this. All I'm right. About this one. <clears throat> Number three for most innovative shooting game, Zero Ranger on PC. Yes. It I, is so I good. I remember watching this Bullet Heaven and I was immediately like. This is also the other weird one. Like, 
How so? I remember this one. Oh, wait, wait. No, I am still mistaken with Blackbird. I'm so sorry. Go on. I'm thinking there's, <laughs> another, okay. there's another weird one that, like, just I remember, Sarah, and I can't remember the name of it, where it just deletes everything you do when you reach the end of it. This is it. Yeah. Is this, this is the yeah, yeah. Oh, Dude, if okay. you yeah, yeah. okay, I'm so sorry. So, Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> that's okay. So immediately you'll know what it is when you see it because it has this unique uh, orange and green sort of uh, motif to it, right? Uh-huh. And uh, the presentation is pretty good. Uh, when you die or reset or continue or whatever, there's these little quips about oranges or various citrus fruits and such, right? <laughs> Uh, the color orange, the color green, it all plays a part. I like it. Exactly. So you get through the game, uh, and then you realize that it's not the end of the game. So you get thrown back to the beginning of the game, and then you get through again after the second loop. Everything has changed. The enemy formations, the music, and everything has all changed. It's harder. It's more intense. There's more secrets. You get to the end again, and then they throw you back to the beginning, and now all of a sudden it's cave-style bullet hell. And then through a series of uh, of events, which you'll have to figure out for yourself, um, you can access the true final last stage. And if you fuck up against that boss or in that stage, that is it. Your save is deleted and you have to start from scratch all over again. You know what it really reminded me of when I saw your bullet heaven and I, and I learned more about this game? Because the game really caught my attention. It reminded me, I'm like, what, the, what if Suda51 did a shoot 'em up that's ah, I'm not imagine? kidding. That's what it really felt like. And there's some like pinball shit in there at one point. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, it was modeled like, after going on <laughs> fa- Famicom pinball. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, just completely off the wall, batshit crazy. And I like the idea of Super wow. Fifty One making a shmup like that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds all right to me. <laughs> uh, I guess it was developed by a couple guys in Sweden. I think um, one one of the Nordic uh, countries, definitely. But uh, uh-huh. y- yeah. I mean, that was that was something like I fought tooth and nail to get to that point. And when it finally came and it ended the way it did and I had to start all over again, I just kind of sat there for like a, a good minute. I just stared at the screen. I exhaled finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, well, fuck, it's one in the morning. I'm going to bed. <laughs> and that yeah. was it. I need to came- process this now. Like, what can I do? Like I had to process what had just gone down because it it almost felt like I was dreaming. Yeah. Through the way it went down and wow, what an experience that was. It was pretty amazing, I got to say. I so. just watching it and play it reminded me it reminded me a lot of like Jamestown. Like just like from that, I don't know, just like I Oh yeah, really... vertical style shooting game, right? Yeah. But, but you're like, right. But the... just like I I guess like like how it's presented, how it's structured. Mm. Like All pixel art that, and stuff like that. Yeah, the the, uh, yeah. the the special weapons are like orbs or something like that that you uh, that you basically equip to your uh, to your uh, ship and such. So uh, yeah. now there were issues with the game when I reviewed it. Uh, the two player was completely fucked up, uh, mm-hmm. so you couldn't actually play two player correctly without really finagling things, and we just didn't have the patience for it. But that's all been fixed now. So it's as, it's basically as close to a perfect uh, experience as you're as you're gonna find. There's also a ton of Easter eggs in it, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Now, now, this is their first foray into that style of game, or have they done stuff like this in the past? No, yeah. This uh, the developers. This was their first shoot 'em up. It started oh, off goodness. as I can imagine yeah. seeing a lot more stuff from them. It started off as a game called Final Boss, 
And uh, it's actually alluded to through the game, too. Like, there comes a time where it's actually called Final Boss, and then you go into it, right? Um, but, uh, you know, obviously, we're going to have to throw a spoiler tag in front of this one, because Fair. this this one, like I said, I did a top 10 for the uh, for the shmups of 2018. Which was and, the first uh, for you, and it was really cool to watch. It wasn't bad. Um, yeah, not not it. a bad video, either. It hit 2,000 faster than any video I've ever done, and 200 likes good. faster, so... Uh, I'll have to do more of those. But in that, I said that um, that this game was best left experienced rather than explained. So please experience this game. Mm-hmm. I dude, I, it's been on my list. I really it was like, cool to watch. I it really was. Really yeah. wish, like, I believe you said I was supposed to go to Switch, right? Because I remember no. talking to you about it. No, it's no. Th- this one, uh, it's it's another game that's going to Switch, but we'll get into that a little later. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my number three, and I won't spend much longer other than some points that I, I mean, I think I may have spoken about it a little more than I wanted to, but mine was God of War. Um, okay. And honestly, like, uh, I did want to kind of touch on the fact that, like, there are some people that are a little, um, they felt a bit uh that the combat shift as well, as far as the fixed perspective over the shoulder was a bit jarring. And I cannot say, like, just how much of an improvement it was, especially kind of, like... If, I like throwing my axe a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, like, point. just the, the, the <laughs> tactics behind it and just kind of using that in, like, especially, like, the more you do it, the more intuitive it feels. It feels mm-hmm. like the game does such a good job of pacing you through its combat to where uh, the axe really does feel like an extension of of mm. what you do because like it's funny you went easy i went super hard like right okay. beginning so yeah. i and i suffered for a bit in the beginning and then <laughs> i kind of i once like atreus kind of got because at some point within a game atreus does not atreus goes from like ashley and resident evil 4 to like an actual like i i am I am your son here to assist you, father. Like, fucking... And the dude, like, definitely... I I would not have survived had it not been some of the techniques that he's able to, like, deploy. Especially when he learns uh, uh, magic for his arrows. Which, again, I mean, it's early on. That that only gets expanded on. There are so many other things that happen that the game gradually expands on itself. And, like, that whole game's theme... The underlying theme, narratively, dynamically, mechanically, it's all about growth. And I've never seen a game just do it so well to where it doesn't skip a beat. I I felt every every moment I was I felt like I had earned and I was ready to go to the next one. And even then the game give gave me a chance to breathe what breathe in what just happened and kind of just digest it and, and do so in a way to where um I didn't feel like I had to play minute to minute. I didn't feel like there was this sense of urgency. This this was the game's a pilgrimage. You're doing so to like pay respects and honor like someone that's important to you and then the game gradually introduces why that's the case and then gradually also brings into the scene like what the the scale of conflict kind of is. And the scale of conflict that does take place never never ever overshadows what's going on between you the character and and mm-hmm. uh, Kratos and his son 
and yeah. then what you are seeing. And like, I I thought that this was just done so goddamn well. I am. I know for a fact that like this is like I mean I think it's definitely safe to say regardless of like whether or not you've played the game yet that if you're familiar with some of the accolades that the game has already achieved in gaming that this is the not the last we've seen of this direction and this team behind it I'm very I'm I'm almost nervous to kind of see what they'll do cuz as as anticipated as I am towards what the next chapter will be I just don't know how it's going to be able to follow up like what we've seen from here. Um, and that's the thing. And if it didn't, I'd be totally fine with it. I like, there are times I, I think I've learned in, and that's why I'm terrified of kingdom hearts three, but um, I think I've learned and, and more or less Shenmue three, like, I mean, 10 years ago, that's all I wanted. Now I'm terrified of it because yeah. I think when you can't you, live, with, well, it, that that's my Bioshock infinite. It's never going to live up you, to it. You, you can never live up to the expectations that you set for yourself, yeah. But, like, even then, sometimes I think you... I, sometimes I think you need to bring things to a close sooner than some people allow. Like Or I, the game allows. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know, like, like, the game wants to keep on going, but you've got your stopping point, you know? Like, I love I love the idea, and I always come back to it, and I always think about it when, when you dissect these sort of things. I love the idea of Star Wars just ending at the end of Empire Strikes Back. I love just the idea of that, like the finality uh, actually just like sticking and just realizing like, oh, fuck. And then like nothing happening from that point, like the Star Wars, like the war ended. That's it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I kind of like, you know, transplanting that that fundamental in certain other games. So games that, you know, you'll expect a sequel from. But I don't know. I was I was pleased as fucking punch with God of War. And I really, really hope that um <clears throat> It, it only gets better but if you guys haven't checked out my piece i mean i go into it further i go into how the other god of war games that came prior are steeped in some uh really shitty male principles from toxic male culture like elitism and and just how like there's a redemption for the game the character just a number of things redemption growth like the game embellishes in it in all the right ways and you guys should i i really hope that you guys come away like feeling that at all if you play it especially i don't know i it is definitely one of the better games uh, of 2018 um but we've got some more to hash out so we're moving on to number two number two andrew i'm gonna have you pick your number two and then i will go next and then sarah will close it off just change things okay. up yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my number two was a surprise because I had no idea what it was until I saw your review. And then I got the chance to play it myself and was just overjoyed. Like, this game was so much just pure joy and pure fun. Uh, Yoku's Island Express. So good. Uh, it, it, it's just such a fucking delight of a game. Like, you, you see it and it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I kind of... a thing I don't talk about very much like I'm super into pinball like I don't play a lot of it but I bought a ton of boards on pinball fx2 and I've always been really kind of fascinated about pinball just as a game as a culture of this like subset of arcade enthusiasm like I think if you're into arcades as much as a lot of us are you're also into pinball in a way like it just kind of comes with the territory so I've always enjoyed pinball but I'm terrible at it and 
like I saw this Yoku's Island Express and, and Georgia did a review for it on the site. And I'm getting these like Rayman vibes. I'm getting a lot of these different kinds of like, oh, this is cute. This is, you know, fun and very colorful kind of game. And then I start, you know, seeing more of the uh, the review and I start watching some videos. And it's like, oh, this is a pinball game. But I'm getting like weird, like Peggle kind of vibes from it. Like all these different things are blending together. All these things I love. Pinball, colorful, happy, joyful things. And like Peggle, like it's all coming together. And I start playing it. And I'm like, man, this is fucking. It's an absolute joy to play. Uh, the point of times I played it, it never got frustrating. I heard that later on, it does get a little frustrating. A lot of the like backtracking you have to do. Um, the but, game cleans it up though. Like there, I think. Yeah, what it is, I, I, it's... I never had that issue myself as I played through it. But I didn't get that far enough to where it became a real like burden. Uh, but yeah, from what I enjoy, like played of it, I super got into it it was really cool it has a hump because like i feel like when you reach a certain you get to that point and you're like now i gotta really struggle to get past it but once you get past hump it's it's very much like a camel hump like the difficulty curve goes because you're gradually growing and Uh then you reach a point where you've grown the map to such an extent but it's very cumbersome to move forward and then Mm. the game i think it could have paced out its fast travel options a little bit better but you do get fast travel and then okay. at that point, it is nowhere near. And and when you learn some of the more, because again, it's a Metroidvania but done with pinball. Yeah, yeah. And it's just done so well because all the like dynamics and and fundamentals you would as- you associate with pinball as far as runways and then like uh, plug targets, everything, it's accentuated by very little minor techniques that you have very little control over and you're still at the mercy of the pinball physics granted like later on you get more control over it because Mm -hmm. in a sense of necessitation like because you know the game's going to get more advanced to the point where it becomes bigger than what pinball is supposed to be but it never forgets that it's pinball and it never yeah like there there's lots of moments where like I stopped thinking about what I would do. Like I treated some moments of the game. I treated like it was straight up video pinball and I was fine with that. Yeah. And like, it does it so well. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of like a 2d side scrolling Flipnik. Yes. And not familiar with Flipnik. Flipnik yeah. is a uh, Capcom's pinball game on PS2 and it's so good. Oh, because like, yeah, the, the boards are sprawling and just go all over the place. Right. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. With um, with Yoku though, like at some point, for example, you're gonna like you're gonna have to travel underwater, and there's gonna means that you you're gonna be traveling underwater, and a, a lot of that part isn't very pinball like. But the moment you get to like every time you get to a pinball section, there's there's a real sense of excitement because it does something new, and and mm-hmm. then it incorporates what it does new with like the new technique or skill that you picked up. And it then soon starts blending some of those previous skills until you have like this sprawling, like it, it doesn't necessarily become a puzzle thing. It becomes a skill thing. And the way it, it kind of orients and, and trades off between those two like play styles, it, it, I don't know. I, again, one of those games that just got slept on and like, yeah, did not get. Sure like the exposure that it showed like it it definitely showed up on like some people's like conversations but 
disappeared. Yeah, came and went. But yeah, dude, yeah. I I'm I'm happy that you enjoyed it. I I I, I did, and honestly, I wouldn't have even given a fucking look it, unless I had read your review. And your review was so like glowing of that game. Like I had to kind of like see it for myself. And once I got into it, I was like, I get it now. Like I understand, and it's cool. <laughs> like I. Uh, it's not often I get the chance to do that, you know, but I, I took a chance on this one because I had just gotten the Switch and, and got into it, and I was like, okay, like, I, I see it now. I totally get it. Yeah, it. Yeah. the game is surprisingly deeper than what you'd... Because, like, it actually... There are certain... And I don't want to spoil it, but there are certain aspects of the game you completely miss out on depending on how well you do and how badly... Like, you actually kind of see more of the game if you do badly. And that's as much as I can say. And there's going to be things that you okay. see that, that might make sense if you remember certain moments. Um, mm. It's weird, like, the world and how it presents itself. Uh, even, like, you don't even have to explore something. You can do something on one part of the map, and then you'll suddenly see this thing that you've never recognized across the but island. Like it, but, but it's like if you fuck up and you go down too low or something like right. that. Like, oh, like, what's this over here? Yeah, yeah but then, like... Because I, I keep on missing the same fucking jump. <laughs> but you'll see like some part of the island you've never been to before. It'll just like show it in uh-huh. the scene because you have to like meet these certain characters, and then you'll recognize the moment you get to it, and then you'll you'll try to remember what sequence you saw in that previous flashback because you know it has some relevance. And like I don't know, it yeah. does a really good job. Um, I'm happy, dude, that that's your number two. I again, yeah, that's I really dug game. it. I, I super surprised. Like I was just. Not like I saw it and you look at it and you're like, mm, okay, like what is this? And yeah, super surprised by it. And I really enjoyed it. And I'd love to see what else they come up with. Um, my number two was super smash brothers ultimate. Now I would have given this, this is probably the one game I would have gave like a, a quick, like, you know, like a, 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 kind of like a quick, I don't know what we called it before, like a quick mention. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Only because I've been playing it extensively since it came out in December. Uh. But how far are you in the unlocks? I got it all except for the spirits. Okay. I I'm I'm still not done, but it's because I play my Switch like a very pick up and play. I'm gonna play eight minutes. So here's my here's my daily routine. I pick up my Switch and play it for about six to eight minutes when my daughter wants to watch a Peppa Pig video. <laughs> so she will watch her Peppa Pig video, and I will play this, uh, you know, couple of matches of Smash, hoping I get an unlock character. And that's been my life for the last two months. Uh, so it's a very pick up and play experience for me. But what I've played of it, I've really enjoyed. I just started the uh, like World of Light Holy or Quest shit. of Light or whatever. I just started that, Dude. like literally, like a couple of days ago. It is. It's rewarding, and like uh-huh. some of the attention to detail that they've done with it is uh-huh. great. But god damn, it just goes on. It so just I, that's goes gonna on. be that's that's gonna be my thing. And I've unlocked almost everyone except for like I think a handful of characters. You at can this do point. it all in World Light. Oh, see, I I've been just fucking playing matches. I like did getting the real good, really. Uh, I couldn't. I've been getting. I no. I've been getting really good with my Ryu. That's all I've been doing. So this is in like I have no shame because like fuck it, we're all adults and I and I just wanted to get all the characters. Time management, man. Time management. So I there's understand. an exploit that I think was patched out now. That what determines uh uh secret character encounters was like um uh how how many steps and how many jumps you did within a uh-huh. certain time frame. So. 
I picked yeah. Hyrule Castle from the Nintendo 64. And then um, uh, I basically had uh, Fox run against a wall to count my steps. And then um, I just had uh, Sonic do my jumps because of how fast he sinks to the ground. And I just uh-huh. did that with two different controllers for 10 minutes. And then basically after that, uh, a secret character counter would happen. I would beat the secret character. Then I would close out the game entirely to reset the 10-minute yeah. clock and reopen it. And then the moment I did a one-stock match in multiplayer and killed myself, I would immediately trigger another encounter. Pop up. I did that I, for 45 minutes, and I got all of them. I think I've gotten to the point where they won't pop up just from normal encounters anymore because I keep on playing matches, and they don't come up anymore. No, once you so – okay, once they've encountered you and you lost against them, you have uh-huh. to go to the one player. Yeah, in, in, yeah, and the, the little gate. Yeah. yeah. So do you think maybe all the ones I have left are just the ones from the gate then? Right. The one, uh, yes. And then if you lost to them at the gate, just play classic uh-huh. mode super hard, and then they'll all come back. Okay. Yeah, hmm. it's bullshit. Like the AI, like some of those secret characters, AI, uh, Yeah, uh, for some reason, fucking Krom. Like I was having a fuckload of like hard time unlocking all the him. Fire Emblem characters. He was all a awful. fucking yeah. He was terrible. Um, but Crom yeah. was the worst. Yeah, no, I had a hard time <laughs> unlocking Crom. I had a hard time unlocking uh, K Rule. Um, I don't think K Rule is as broken as it was anymore. Um, but no, mm-hmm. I World of Light probably scratched an itch. I was not like prepared for it to scratch in in Smash Brothers because it just. It takes all the core fundamentals of, of the combat, of, of the fighting aspect of it, but then it's just like, okay, but now we're going to turn it into an action fucking RPG where you can level up a skill tree, you can equip a party uh, and have stats. And then, like, I made my Donkey Kong so indomitable that, like, <laughs> no, like, by the end of it, like, it was a fucking joke. Like, I, yeah. I had Akira from virtual fighter as my main uh party member and then Spirit, i had yeah. oh god i had the shine sprite as my support spirit and um god who else i had i don't remember it exactly but uh between akira and donkey kong because donkey kong primarily uses his fists and akira boosted that oh dude I like it took and then like all of Donkey Kong's moves in Smash Brothers Ultimate are like all meteors. They weren't like that in Ultimate before. Like Donkey Kong yeah. somehow became my new main. And I didn't even think nice. that would happen. and it's weird. <laughs> Never. He's not a good character. No, I mean now he is. I think he is. Yeah, apparently. Um yeah. I, I just characters you didn't think would be good. Like fucking Peach is now like in in like the top tier. Top tier? Peach is top tier? Yeah, oh, shit. Peach is like where it's at. Uh, K. Rule was where it's at was for a while, but then he got nerfed because he was fucking broken, like broken as shit. Um, uh, God, who else did they fix? They fixed Incineroar. Um, yeah. Little Mac is like now one of the worst characters. Uh, which is crazy because I've seen Little Mac still in tournaments like being like... Some he just like doesn't the, have I, the like, impact anymore, and they like nerfed his mobility even more. But, no air game, no air game. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's weird. Like it, it is still like this larger than life thing, but it's now so much like I don't. It, it's still larger than life for the scene that it plays pays towards, but it's more accessible than it's ever been. At the same very time. accessible. It's like this is like yeah, uh, 
This Which is- I think says a lot about the system and its success. Like everyone's gonna have that game now. Just well, I think it is. The real question though is how good is the duck hunt dog? Uh huh. I don't know, man. I there's too many fucking characters. <laughs> like I easy, <laughs> it, it, it was easy enough to beat when I unlocked it. Um Yeah. They all play I, differently. I, they all play they differently. Do. It's really like I hate Link. I did not like uh, Link. My, my, my Toon Link is like my like second. like Young Link. I, I've well, got, I'm talking about like traditional Link. Traditional Link, not so much. Yeah, I, I my Ryu, my Toon Link, I've always got that pocket Captain Falcon. Like always, always on lock. Um, it's yeah, weird because it, it, like my main in Melee would be Mewtwo, but Mewtwo's mobility uh, kind of seems floaty. a little. Floaty. Floaty as fuck. Yeah, well, yeah. he's way floatier in Ultimate. Way, 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 way too much. Yeah, yeah. But like Palatuna, if you like, kind of got those adjustments that kind of makes her feel uh-huh. like the way Mewtwo did in Melee. It's weird, like but, all these little well, touches. And that's the thing, like you, uh, you play these characters and they have their Echo Fighters. You're like, well, it's the exact same character. No, no, no. My Ryu is good. My Ken's shit. And you would think it's the exact same character. It's not. No. It's so different. Ken, and it's fucking weird. Ken's Tatsuyomaki, like, gets a little bit more distance but isn't as strong. But, yeah. oh, dude, it's just like Luigi in the original Smash Brothers. Like, you rely on your up B more than anything else because that, that's... Oh, that dragon punch is... Mm. That's Ken's bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, that... But it's would... a good game. I, I, I dig that game a lot, so I could see that being on your list. I just... I I feel like it, it it it's it's a strange thing to say it's the best game, but as terms of like the game I played the most, probably up there. Yeah, for sure. I think I put. Yeah. I think that was the game I played the most because just from World yeah. of Light. But w- the sure. thing I in the last kind of mention I want to leave on it because we did kind of go on about it a little bit more than I thought I would. Um, mm-hmm. that used to be the Smash Brothers used to be a uh, celebration of Nintendo. Ultimate has done such an incredible job of just being like, no, we're here to celebrate video games. Like it treats games. Yeah. It sure. it just treats like all of the other non Nintendo properties, like the third parties involved with it, with like so much respect. Not just to like their the respect of lore, uh and, and just inclusion how like and what sort of uh like fan service it can do with with said characters, but just like just some of the cultural impact just in, in general, like as far as games, like just like the nods to like Captain N because Belmont, Mega Man, and Link are like now in the same game together. And just little <laughs> stuff like that, dude, is just it's amazing to me that like Sakurai like took like just little bits of that. And there's so there's so much of that. Like and we've got so much to come with the DLC characters. Who knows what they're going to try to pull off with that kind of stuff? The fact that they rolled out Joker the as the first DLC character, yeah, yeah, like they, they, like they're, like I know one that was heavily talked about was a uh, Sub Zero or Scorpion, because now Mortal Kombat 11's coming to the Switch. Like they could easily do that. That could be a possibility now. I don't know. Uh, Doom if they guy, want to. Doom guy is in the conversation. Do, do, Doom guy would be all right. <laughs> That'd I just be a pretty want good one. I just B, want B, BJ B, BJ Blaskowitz would be a good fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Banjo be all right. No nah, man, Banjo Banjo belongs there. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's an N sixty four fucking mainstay. Yeah, I got you. Um, but I I don't know. I 
it's kind of weird because like all we're gonna see is third party from here. Uh, Dragon Warrior has uh, been yeah. rumored. Um, Bomberman's been rumored, even though he's an assist That'd trophy. Be, yeah, I think if they're an assist, they can't really be a main character because then you'd be like, well, fuck it, Shovel Knight should be in that. Yeah, my my opinion. I don't know, Master Higgins. Cuphead, fuck it. I, I see the poster back there, Sarah. Let's get Cuphead in that shit. Yeah, right? that'd be awesome. Yeah, let's get Cuphead. Oh, I was noticing that because like there's also that too, and I'm just like, oh man, like why is a uh... Cuphead surrounded by Nintendo characters? Let, let's make it happen. <laughs> um. Sarah, what is your number two, my dude? All right. So my number two, best feel-good game, mm. Earth Defense Force 5. Yeah, frogs, man. The frogs yeah. are coming. Yeah. Uh, so here, here's the thing about this game. I, I've been watching you play this uh, quite a bit, Sarah, and yeah. uh, I also follow a lot of Giant Bombs content, and a lot of the guys over at Giant Bomb are super into this series. They're super into this game. And I watch it, I'm like, man, this game doesn't look <laughs> like it's like handling this chaos very well. None of it, them it, do. But but <laughs> is, is that the charm? Is that the charm? Is that like the selling point of this game that it's like it's like the B movie video game? Yeah, more or less. It's the Starship okay, Troopers, so, dude. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. I'm not super into Starship Troopers, even though everyone talks about that. Like I I, I don't know. I just don't I I see it. Day, I'm like, okay. Deruna would appreciate that sentiment, in fact. <laughs> but but okay, so is it yeah. one of those things you have to play it to experience it? Watching it just doesn't give it justice? I'd say so, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's okay. there's a certain addictive quality to the entire series. Um you know, I started playing it. It's very it with, campy. It's very campy. Yeah, the first game that I played was Earth Defense Force twenty seventeen for the Xbox three sixty, which yes. uh, it was one of my first three games on the platform. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you know I bought it for ten dollars and it was uh pretty fun. Uh, now it started off on the PlayStation Two, right? Um, you can get Global Defense Force from Europe for well, it's getting expensive now, but anyways, um, it, Global Defense Force is Earth Defense Force Two, which I know you had on Vita, right? Me personally, yes. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So it I is that that, yeah. that that is the second game in the series, and it was on uh, PS2 at, at some point. Um, but yeah, if you've played that game, you've kind of played this game too. Okay. Uh, the main differences between everything else and this one here is that uh, you can get weapons and increase the armor of all of your classes at once. So you don't just get weapons for Ranger, for example. You would also oh. get uh, Wing Diver and Fencer and Air Raider. Now, that's both a good thing because you could switch to any other class without having to grind the hell out of it. It's kind of uh, like a Final Fantasy hours. 14 thing where like the weapon makes the character, not characters equipping the weapons, that kind of uh, thing? No, no. You still have to switch over to the class, and then you'll have a, a roster of weapons to choose from. Okay. But yeah. before, you would only get weapons for the class that you were using. Playing as at that time, yeah. Exactly. And whereas okay. now you can get weapons for everything all at once, meaning that if you if you want to or if you need to, you can switch to any other class and you've got weapons that'll be able to that'll be up to the task, right? Gotcha. So the, so the gameplay loop probably inherently like makes you want to switch classes to make it yeah, you know, like different classes have different uh, abilities, different things that help kind of with the gameplay. Exactly. Now, granted, okay. I pr- I prefer using the Ranger. That's just kind of how it's been because I started with a game that only had the Ranger. Yeah. 
But um, one major improvement here too, because that could be seen as uh, as a disadvantage where you're getting stuff for for classes that you're not playing, right? One thing though that's great is that you'll get weapons and armor if you die. So anything that you collected up to that point, you'll still get instead cool, of having cool. to go through to the end of the stage because it does get overwhelming at times. I was going to say, it looks like <clears> it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, like Ace Combat, I only play this on the hardest difficulty available. So it makes for a more challenging experience and uh, I get a little more replay out of it that way. Okay. A uh, lot, lot, lot of frames going yes. on though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I- now... Go ahead. I just like the hokiness of it. Like it's very, yeah, very much so. Yeah, I can't imagine playing it in Japanese. You know, I like you want to play it just because it seems more like, yeah, like I want to hear a guy saying, "I can't believe these aliens came from outer space." You know what it really reminds me of too? It's like 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 trauma making a video game. Yeah, Yeah. because I don't know if it's the same guys, but it reminds me of the Wii game Escape from Bug Island. But as a shooter, okay. Like, uh, I don't know if it is or not, but uh, I don't know it the is the guys. same guys. I don't. Think it, it is, is the same guys behind Robot Alchemic Drive. There you go. Uh, and I, you know, it's funny. I picked the that game up on the Vita too, and it it, it it's a very easy pick up a play on the Vita. But like, I don't know, man. I really enjoyed the 360 one. I picked that one up too. But like the moment, it it's like the moment that the game started to take itself a little bit more seriously with some of the mechanics, and it and it just it, it became a little bit more complex than like the previous entries. That's when it kind of got lost in me. I'm like, no, that's not why I'm here. Like, yeah, uh, no, exactly. It's, you're talking about Insect Armageddon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that one either. As long as it's Sandlot, man. Sandlot's <laughs> the magic word here. Is you know the same sort of feels, same terrible voice acting. Exact same feel, although this time around it's definitely the grossest EDF by a long shot. Yeah, um, you know every everything that you shoot up, it just like sends you know tons of glop all over the buildings and ground, and uh, with the larger creatures, you can blow off limbs and stuff, right? But it doesn't kill them because well, they can regenerate their limbs, but they'll they'll drag themselves around to get to you and they'll they'll fire at you, so. You have to take out their weaponry arm first and then have to deal with them. Also, there's collision detection on various parts of the model. So where you shoot is where the damage occurs. So, like, you can take out their face and there will be gaping holes in their face, but they'll still, like, <laughs> you know, so regenerate funny. and stuff. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's 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 a very gross game, but in a great way. All right. We're getting into our number one, and then afterwards, oh, our game shit. of the year. Number one. So, oh, damn. Down to it. My number one game of 2018 and gets my number one golden zonkey is Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Mr. Takedown. Oh, dude. I. Is that six or is that zero? No, that would be zero. Um, zero. Okay, cool, cool. I cannot stress just how immensely satisfying it was to kind of like see like things come to a head granted like whenever you see like a trilogy ending or something ending um yakuza 6 never outright makes you feel like like it very much feels like just another entry but there's so much there's so many nods to the fact that like Kiryu is not he's just too old for this he doesn't want to do this anymore and like also there's so many 
nods to the world changing around to the point where he doesn't recognize it anymore. He doesn't recognize like what he's doing or what he wants. At this point, he's ready to make sure that the people he cares about live happy, and that's all he wants. Like he feels like his like the whole time that he's like he's kind of already had like I'm um, like that Mergenta like approach to like the games, which is part of his charm. But it never before like in an, in a narrative aspect have I ever seen like a game just fundamentally portray like a character that was just done was just done and ready to move on in in just the way he played the the way the the pace of the game moved and it was ready to just give what he wanted to give to the next generation and just finish his unfinished business and be done with it because if you guys have like are familiar with the fifth one i mean the fifth one is very harrowing in in the state of affairs it leaves and it really sets in motion the events that kind of fuck things up even more in six. And six just takes a lot of turns, but they all they all come to a full circle. They all everything just has its finality to it, and it feels good. It feels good, like the closure that it brings. It was very much kind of like Uncharted Four. Um, I really enjoyed the sense of closure I got, but like getting there was great. Uh, just the new aspects that they added, like the larger than life bullshit that Kiryu gets himself into. Probably. I, I don't think I've enjoyed more than I did in six, like just playing baseball, then hunting undersea water life and it basically being house of the dead, but with a harpoon gun, then fucking like, like I can go on, man. Like I've always gotten into the extracurriculars but like it never felt as satisfying as it does here and like in terms of we we talked about like fatherhood being a theme in some of the games this being a, the other big dad game of 2018 <laughs> this one was more You're of a long dad. time coming like the, yeah like kratos in in that was like it was great it was nice it was impactful but like me personally because this was something that was set in motion like years ago. And while I'm late to the Yakuza game, like the time I put to kind of play catch up, I, I have never just been so just so satisfied with like the character that I have with Kiryu Kazuma, like the, the, the development and all the trials that like he's been put through and, and just the game, the franchise recognizing that, and then kind of give me something. Granted, a lot of like what was going on near the end was a little anticlimactic. The game was so strong about putting in perspective what the character had done and what he had accomplished that it didn't matter. Mm. It's and at the same time, just like Kingdom Hearts three, a lot of people are just like that, you know, dude, like six man, Yakuza six. It is one of the. It is way more accessible than that fucking game will ever be. First off, but like, and especially <laughs> the fact that like Sega is planning to bring all of them, all of them to the same platform. It has never been more accessible than now. And Zero is excellent. Kiwami is yeah. excellent, and then Kiwami Two just came out using the Yakuza Six engine. And some mm. people actually liked Kiwami Two more than Yakuza Six. I was kind of bummed that that was the case, but it is a testament to the engine. It's a testament yeah. to the fact, and like even then, there are some improvements. It, it, it can it can kind of like reinvigorate these games, like you know, kind of make them accessible now. Yeah, I yeah, 
really, really enjoyed my time, and like it has something for everyone there. There's a there's an RPG RTS mode that uses is that like New is Japan that like with like pro wrestling the gangs? Yes, the Rainmakers in that shit, man. No, but like just the fact that and it has its own little that like that alone could be its own little game. Like I wouldn't be like that. That's the reason why I bought it. I bought it just because uh fucking like. Naito was in it, you know, like, fuck it. Like, I'll buy it for that. Well, no, Absolutely. but just the little stories that they've created for them and how they, and like, what role they play in the Yakuza world. And even then, uh-huh. like, and, and that goes on for a while. Like, I, I love that. I love all the little nuances, the, the, the face turns, all of it. Mm-hmm. Dude, Yakuza 6 has something for everyone. I think it can it can do a little bit better job kind of bringing people who are not familiar with the series at all up to speed. A lot of its impacts will be lost on new players, but I think it does something really well. It's good enough to where it makes me like, man, I really want to go back and play these other games. I want to feel what I'm want what I'm supposed to feel leading up to this cuz I, I I would say that like 4 is probably the one that I'm least familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um but I I went like booted up the PlayStation 3. I'm just like, yes. And I was super into I'm I'm excited <laughs> for three. Four and five are fucking insane. Five especially like went really off the rails. Like five to me is like, what if Kiryu Kazuma was like Leon the Professional, but he was even more Murgata. Like he was just done with this shit, but like he had seen too much shit. Um like I said, it just really ties up its loose ends really nice. I cannot recommend enough. Like, if you're looking for a good open world game, like I don't give a shit about Red Dead Redemption. Man, get yourself some fucking Yakuza. Get all of it. If you have a PS4, get all of them. Yeah, all of them. Quick side note. Yes. Uh, Kiwami translates to beautiful in Japanese. Oh. It's, I cannot straight, like... The the like side by side recreation of like very uh la- like key moments in the second one to what they did with Kiwami two and the and more or less what they've also done with the first Kiwami which is the remake of the first one, dude. Because if you go back and you play those first two on PS two, like third and the fourth one, you can totally play them. The first two they're playable, but they are f- they are racked with age. Like they are hard to play. Mm. Like I was even surprised. Like, Hence, why they were beautified. That's right. I, I'm surprised that Anamusha Warlords got the fucking re-release it just did recently. <laughs> just because, uh-huh. like, that one's also like fixed perspectives are like tricky now. Um, Apparently, that one didn't really fly that well, though. No, well, it didn't even really fly that well back then. Like, yeah. I like Anamusha, but Anamusha is like. It's got its niche, man. It did not. It did not cut into the scene as uh, like well as Capcom would have hoped. I want to say that I've got the first one on Xbox. Which is great. I don't know. Uh, maybe you know, nice little connection there because uh, Jean Paul, I believe, the dude who played Leon Professional, he's in the third one. So we go. Got oh, nice what's his name? Oh, Jean yeah, Jean yeah. Renault. Jean Renault. Sorry, yes. Jean Renault. Paul. Yeah. Is there is there a Paul in it? Fuck it. We'll, all right, famous. we'll look that up later. So, you know, he he know. blasts in on a motorcycle. And he's like Jarive. <laughs> uh, that's one I played. I, I played that one. It, what, weren't they on a fucking horse at one point? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, quick, yeah. Quick, yeah. quick um, post, real quick. I do want to mention. I played Devil May Cry Five demo. Was not impressed. Hmm. I I would I would be more interested in playing that third character. Yes. Not Nero or Dante, but that third character with the animals and shit. Like, I'm kind of on board with that. 
We'll see what like, happens. This is what, like, this is my chemical romance character. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, man. But, yeah, that's my number one. So we're going to go with go. Sarah next, and then Andrew's going to finish us off. Cool, cool. All right. Number one, game of the year for me, Rolling Gunner. Dude, I love the look of this game, and you've been you've been really signal boosting this one, and I'm like really it's so good. That it's only on PC, not for long. Yeah, I, I'm Ooh. hearing the good news. It What's comes that? to coming to Switch soon. Oh damn! Okay, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Rolling gun around now. Every no one has an excuse; they can play it at their you, leisure. Really, yeah. And and uh, I remember you gave this something pretty high on Bullet Heaven. If I'm not, oh mistaken. yeah, it's five out of five. Yeah, like it was how a fantastic not... game. It's so good. Yeah, uh, I remember when I was writing the script, I got to the presentation segment and I'm typing away, and I get to you know mentioning the sound, and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm buying the soundtrack right now." <laughs> I'm doing In it. The, fuck it. <laughs> In I the middle of the script, bought the soundtrack. <laughs> I upsold <laughs> yeah, <I've>, myself. <laughs> I've I've got it. I've got, I've got like I bought the physical version. It's uh, yeah. on my hard drive now. It's it's on the shelf behind me. Uh, the soundtrack is otherworldly good. Uh, everything about this game is so smooth and it plays so well. And there's a difficulty for everybody. There's a really intense hard mode for veterans. A very balanced normal mode, an excellent novice novice mode, uh, plenty of stages. It feels like the cave game that we've all been waiting for, but was never made by cave themselves. Uh, and I think actually the guy behind it, he's a former cave dev, if I'm not a hundred percent mistaken. So, yeah, just gotta say, like this game is like it's definitely the best shooting game of the year. There's no question there, but. I mean, it's the game that I think I played and I and I got behind the most of anything that's come out uh, in a long, long while. It is kind of hard to like, get a hold of, though, isn't it? No, not at all. It's like two thousand no. yen. Yeah, it's and like three hundred yen shipping. It, okay, it, the, it's not the access. It's not the price point that's the issue. It's the accessibility of finding it. Because I remember, like, it was like Japanese available only. Like I remember, because mm-hmm. I was curious, I wanted to find the links, but like the whole thing, just putting it together, I'm like, oh man, I there. There's one shop in particular, and there's a link to it right in my uh, in in the video for Bullet Heaven. Uh, it's uh, Nanapo shop. I think it's seven uh, euro dot net or something along those lines. Just off the top of my head. Anyways, you can use PayPal for it there, and it gets shipped to you. I got mine in less than two weeks. It didn't take very long. Some people have... Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. It's only physical. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm trying to buy it right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm attempting it right now. Uh, Dude, I'm broke. I I wanted to. Like I said, I was trying to find it, and and then I found it, and it just didn't seem very easy to grab. So hearing that it's coming to Switch... Sounds like the Switch version might be for you. Yeah, that might yeah. be the one to go with. It's, uh, it's it's just so good. I've I can't stress enough how good this game is. Even I would even stress that uh, non-shooting fans might find merits within this game. It's pretty darn good, especially once you get a hang of the scoring system. It gets pretty addictive. Good deal, man. I'm glad. Like, 
because again, I feel like you and a very, very small handful of others have been talking about this game, but like anybody that does have had nothing but good things to say about it. Um, yeah, it was uh, first released at Comic Cat last uh, last August, I think. Yeah. Oh my God. God. The thirteenth month, indeed. Um, <laughs> longest year. Well. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what is hey. your number one, dog? I'm trying to figure out how much 2,800 yen is in American. It's about $26. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, I'm going to put that on the back burner for after the show, but I've, I got it on lock. <laughs> I, I got that link, Sarah. I got it on lock. I'm going to get that ordered as soon as we're done here. Uh, my number one was Into the Breach. Reason why I chose this as number one because my gaming preferences and my gaming style has changed dramatically since, uh, you know, responsibilities, children, things like that. What I love about Into the Breach is it's to me like if you have a chessboard that's sitting at your table and you can kind of just come back to it every now and then, you know, make your move and then come back to it. Uh, that's kind of what this game was for me. Like I, I'd play a little bit, I, I, I make these decisions, make these choices, and then just set it down and come back to it. For me, it was the best uh, pace of game uh, for what I'm trying to do at the time. And, you know, it, it, it's got kaiju. It's got advanced tactics. You know, it's it, it's advanced wars for me. Like, it is the advanced wars games I wanted for a long time, but we haven't gotten in quite some time. Uh, it just blends all those things together that I love so much. Advanced wars, tactics... Uh, and <laughs> it doesn't require a lot of time. You know, it's one of those things you can come back to and, and play. Uh, it gets frustrating. It gets very annoying when you make all these decisions and choices and they kind of come back to bite you in the ass and then you got to start over. Uh, but yeah, for me, that game was like the best thing I could have asked for at this time in my life where I want to play a game, but I can't commit a lot of time to something. And this game respects that. It, it, it's at that pace that you can play a bunch of it or you can play a little bit of it and either way you're still going to come out ahead um, and it doesn't hurt that it came from the people that made FTL which is a tremendous game that I played on PC you, I looked it up right now and I'm like it looks so familiar like this looks yes like yes this is from the FTL guys um, and it, it definitely shows in aesthetic and also the sound presentation it's all very reminiscent of that style of game uh, I, I dabbled a little bit with this in, when it came out on PC, but yeah, then just played a ton of it on Switch. And for me, it's just, it, it's the game of the year for me because it's the game that I kind of like can go back to and be like, I'm going to play more of this. And it doesn't require a lot of my time. It doesn't require a lot of, I mean, it does require a lot of patience. <laughs> it, it definitely requires that, but if I get frustrated, I can just put it down and I'll come back to it. And I know the game is meant to be failed. The game is meant to be like, you're going to lose at some point in time. You're going to lose. Um, so just come back to it and try it again. You know, it's, it's one of those roguelike experiences where you're going to lose and just come back and see how well you do the next time. And it never got to the point where I got too frustrated with it. Even if I got really mad about a certain situation or scenario, I would just chalk it up to experience and say, okay, I'll come back to it and I'll, I'll see how I do this next time. And the fact that that game allows that and it, it lets me play a tactical style game where I don't have to sit there and like really stress about how much time I'm putting into it or how much time I'm giving it uh, was beneficial for me for sure. So 
that's why it's my number one. I, I think it's a great game to experience, and it's perfect for the system. Like, I enjoyed it on PC, but it is made for the Switch. Uh, just like Sarah found this, like, newfound, you know, resurgence of games on the Switch with shmups and, and games of that genre, these pick-up-and-play games that you can get on the Switch is just, like, that, to me, has sold me on the system already, hands down. Um, but yeah, re- really dig it. And I'd love to see more games like that, which I think we're getting something very similar to Advance Wars here soon. I can't remember for life of me what it's called, but it looks very much like Advance Wars. So if that hits this year, I'm going to be very excited. Cause my, my question is why hasn't yes. Advance Wars made it into uh, Smash? What would the character's name be? Like, what is the main character's name? Is it just like there's, Advance Wars guy? Andy, Sammy, Max. I, I like Andy. Uh, Andy. Andy's a good one. That's a good fit. But there's uh, the characters from the Black Hole uh, side. See, and, I was always, I was always yeah. in Days of Ruin personally. Days of Ruin like, was good. Yeah, the yes. dark one, the the, the dark Advance Wars. And I mean, those characters too. There's a number of them that are pretty yeah. well thought out. So why not, right? Fire Emblem got a ton. Yeah, right. I'm on so, board, man. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that's going to be Can you imagine, our... like, we, we they, they'd call in a couple of B-52s and, like, a tank battalion oh. would come in. All in 2D, <laughs> though, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. That'd be wicked. Yeah, that would be pretty dope. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, Into the Breach, man. I and, and The kaiju stuff is cool, too. But, you know, it's... I think that the, that's the good thing about, like, it brings you in because you're into that style. But then you play the game, you're like, okay, this is more... It, it it could have been any kind of character, any kind of enemy, and it still would have worked. It's just it's cool that's like this type of enemy that you're dealing with. It just makes it a little bit more approachable, I think. Now available um, on the Switch, as you were mentioning. Which one's that? Into the Breach. That's what yeah. you've been oh, playing yeah, it on the Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been on Switch for a hot minute. On, and I've been looking at Steam, and I'm just like, wait yes. a minute. Okay. It's, it's, originally, originally it came out PC, and then when it went to Switch, that's when I kind of really started getting into it a lot more. A lot more in depth. No, but for sure. I just, I love that. Like, I, 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 I would say like before we go into the game of the year, uh-huh. um, real quick. And again, this just bears a quick, quick mention. I think the Switch is definitely like, as far as year twenty eighteen is concerned, just everything. Like it sold. Can you believe that? Like. The PlayStation 4 had uh, since 2014, and we're now in 2019, and the Switch already has a larger install base than the PlayStation sure. 4. It's insane to me. It's fucking yeah. insane to me. And I, I just, Nintendo was on the brink of what we thought was going to be like, they're probably still going to be okay, but they might be out of this market now after the Wii U, and they fucking just destroyed it with the Switch. Like, absolutely killed it. Um,. Yeah, I, it, it, it's nuts to think that's the kind of the climate that we're in right now with game hardware. Hey, that, I'm like, a believer. Nintendo did it again. Hey, d- and Sarah was at the point where we knew that he was fucking done with Nintendo for a long time, and they brought him back. We thought he was gone, but they pulled him back in, and that that's any that's probably the best testament to that game system's success is that Sarah's on board because like he was done. I remember like podcasts this time. <laughs> They brought a back a j- jaded ass old man. <laughs> no, no, but no, but you, but here's the thing: you and James both, James of PPR fame and critical fail fame. Uh, he PPR infamy. It may maybe infamy, I possibly like him. infamy. Come back, you dickhead. 
I he has an open invitation. He knows it. Right. Um, he was also like just like not sold on Nintendo, and he's not yet gone to Switch, as far as I can tell. I don't believe he has a Switch, but I think that'd be the one thing that would sell him if there was like that one game or that one franchise that came to that system he'd be on board and once you're there you don't come back i think once once it gets his hooks in you then you see what the like no, the no, availability of games and experiences like, things that i'd probably enjoy on switch or enjoy even then and like i'm gonna grab on switch and like the only thing that yeah. stinks but at the same time like it a lot of times i wait to buy a game like i'm gonna wait till it comes out on switch like that's like a selling yeah, point like, for me the thing yeah. that stinks though is I've, I've kind of expended my my room of what i can do on the switch so now I'm going to rebuy games that I have, but physically, mm-hmm. which thankfully the boutique market has fucking like skyrocketed for physical media on the Switch. Blowing up, blowing so up. So now like I yep. can get almost anything that like you would imagine that would not have a physical copy physically on the Switch. Um, Lost Fear, for example. I have physically, you know, through select limited sale through Square. Uh, I have Celeste on its way physically through limited run games. I'm picking up snake pass uh from super rare games that did a physical release so that way i can delete it and make room unfortunately they um they did i am setsuna physically in japan it's got english language option yes also and as sarah mentioned gotta do that there's it it's very nifty just like some of the things that like i'm discovering with my switch and uh super enjoying Mm. granted it's still play play ages uh limited editions are pretty uh, lavish as well. Yeah, unfortunately, like it's got that some of that Nintendo crust, but hopefully with uh, Nintendo on break, because like I'm enjoying online NES on on my Switch. I'm excited for like what they do with it. Granted, the waves that they're doing with it, like, eh. but like being able to play River City Ransom with somebody online, that it's insane to me. Which kind of brings me to my point. So. I was thinking this whole time, like, how are we going to land on a game of the year? And I'm like, you know what? We all have our game of the years, but I would totally feel totally fine between Smash Brothers, Pokemon, and everything else. I would totally give the Press Pause Radio Golden Zonkey to just the Switch for the year of 2018. Hey, we're doing the thing I wanted to do last year. Yeah. Yeah. I really can't. Like most of our game of the years, for the most part, are on that console or will be on that console. Yeah. So I want to give a give it traditionally to a game of the year, but I feel like with this new format, if we're gonna pick uh-huh. a best of anything, yeah, I I would I've never felt so good about the Switch as I have. Uh, yeah, I agree, man. I I feel like it for me. The Switch allows me to play games when I didn't think I'd have the time, availability, or patience to play games anymore, and it allows that. Like I, I for some reason I just couldn't get that from the 3DS. I couldn't get it from the Vita. I like the fact that I can play these console experiences on the go, and if I want to plug it into a TV, I most certainly could. But to be honest, that that port, like where, I, where I dock it, not the way that you were talking about earlier, but the actual docking <laughs> is just how I charge it. I never hook it up to my TV. It's honestly just with me when I go to work. It's with me when I go on trips. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's gotten to us to a place now in gaming where I feel like it's bringing in people that thought they were kind of done with gaming 
and it brings in people that have not been into gaming for a long time or at all. And it's not that cheap. I hate to say this. When we came out and the shovelware came with it, I felt like this was like an exploitation of like gaming of the casual and the industry market. and the casual market. Thank you. Yes. And I feel like the Switch isn't going that route. I feel like you can still have that accessibility without without making it so... A lot of so... Nintendo's core games are the reason why it's doing so well. Nintendo. Absolutely. And Absolutely. just recently, Nintendo saw where Metroid Prime 4 was going in development and was very transparent in the fact that like this is not living up to the standards where we want it. And we're starting yeah. over. And I couldn't be happier. And they can afford that. They can afford the patience of the fans. They can afford the time and development because they're just like they're they're making straight up bank. And I think it's it's good like, for everyone. Imagine, <laughs> like, it imagine really is. if Fallout seventy six had that like clarity, that hindsight. <laughs> imagine yes. if Mighty Number no. Nine had that hindsight. But but Nintendo's always been that way. Nintendo's always been when it's ready, it's ready. We don't yeah. rush our product, and I think that's. Even then, like, dude, 2018 was the same year that Nintendo Labo came out. And while it wasn't the barn burner that they thought, I, like, still, I appreciated what I checked out. And, like, the people who did invest in it really enjoyed it. And, like, that was just simply something for them. I would like to, but I... But, like, it wasn't for everyone, and that's fine. They're like, well, fuck it. Like, we'll make this, and if people are into it, cool. If they're not, whatever. Like, we want to do it. We think it's a good idea. Let's let's go with it. It's not about, like, this is going to sell. Like, it's just, they want to do some random shit. Let's do it, you know? Yeah, I appreciated that they did that. I agree. Yeah, I, I think it's a good fucking idea, man. Like, I'm actually kind of blown away. Like, I didn't think we were going to take that direction, but I think it fucking makes a lot of sense. Fuck it, it fits. Because, like, I mean, we could argue, but I feel like if there's one thing that really, and, like, I've been hearing you in your list, and I keep thinking. Yeah, it, it very, very specific to that console. Absolutely. And, like, even then, I'm going to go into bed tonight finishing up my review of Travis Strikes again. And I just love I love the freedom of being able to do that. I love the freedom of being in a two-switch household now with my girlfriend where like mm-hmm. we can we can just do that. Um where we can yeah. play Pokemon together and like grand we haven't and- had the proper chance to do that since she got her Switch, but like like we can. We can and like in our very busy and now very clustered lives that like the, the switch recognizes that it is the switch understands you. Yes. It's great. <laughs> and, and Sarah, of course, I mean, we can't really say this without, now you had mentioned this is something you wanted to do last time. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? You Cause I don't really recall. Game. He was just like, Hey man, what if we just said, fuck it. And like, Cause like it's also the Nintendo. I pulled the wild card for game of the year. I said the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't oh. know, if we can do that, but it, it, really, it took us a while to catch up. But I think really we finally caught up and we're on board in, now. In that aspect of that, we have to change things up, but also, like, just the the the, the category of portable games, we can't even do that anymore. Like, not granted, anymore. The Vita and PSP kind of fucked that up in a, in a certain way, but like, no one's successfully done it like the Switch. Like. Uh-huh. Well, it blurs like the, that line of portable gaming, console gaming, gaming. Like, it blurs those yeah. lines. It, it, there, there's no difference now. It's just you're playing games and you're enjoying it. Yeah. And, Precisely. And I'm totally fine with that. And that, I think that's a good way to just end off Golden Zonkeys. And I, I'm feeling good about it. I feel good. No, Me too. Fuck the I'm going to... 
I'm going to inject a little something in here, though. Um, sort of aim this at the shoot 'em up community specifically. I'm a little dismayed that so many people have, uh, you know, just throw. I see it in the comments all the time. Why the hell does Nintendo have so many shoot 'em ups? I don't want to have to buy a Nintendo Switch just to play these. I'm not buying a Switch to play these. But I mean, it's like anything else. You go where the games are, right? If uh, if these types of games or the number of these types of games at the quality these kinds of games are, are being released on this platform, why not embrace it? Well, a lot of people were going to go to Xbox for cave games, and we saw how that turned out. So, I mean, know. there's still that one, Natsuki Chronicle, which um, for all intents and purposes, that's vaporware at this point. I mean, they, even the website has said that uh, they changed it from 2018 to we're still working on it. <laughs> Indefinite. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But like, thankfully, though, uh, for every one person that says that they'll never embrace this change, right? There's five more that say, I need to get a switch. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, it's it's not about support of a system or a manufacturer or a company it's just you know i i i hate to say this but there's a lot of companies and a lot of people that are exploiting brands and your friend they're just they're not they're They're not not, no they're they're out there to make a a buck right and that and that blind and that blind support is not good for anyone it's not good for you as a consumer it's not good for you as a fan like just go where the games are, like Sarah said, mm-hmm. or, or or just support good games and good, you know, development of games and development it of is. experiences. Like it's know. not being kiss assy, as one no, person eloquently no. put it. Like Absolutely. what the fuck is that exactly, right? <laughs> like, and, and, and don't think that you're trendy because you're into stuff that other people aren't getting into. Like it's not. Yeah. Don't worry that the Nintendo Switch is doing so well, and that, like if I buy the system, I'm just buying into the hype. That's not it at all, man. Like, yeah. find an experience that you want to enjoy regardless of what platform or system it's on. I don't care if you're playing it on a fucking VTech. Like, I don't care. As long as you enjoy it, play it. Oh, but it doesn't say matter. the word Ouya and this guy suddenly just... Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> well okay. <laughs> maybe 2019 is the year where I finally just start <clears throat> turning my tune around and maybe I'll give it its fair due. It'll I, take it's time, still, It's still... Yeah. The shit's still up. Servers are still up. Good, good. <laughs> it, 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 it sounds it sounds like when you run to an ex and you're like, I hope you're doing really well. Oh, that's good. I, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm really um, happy for you. But, yeah. Hey, and Loki, real quick, um, just to yeah. throw, if we're before we move on, I it may seem like this has been a bit of very pro PlayStation Four Switch show, and that like we're giving no love over to Microsoft, uh, but like fair, fair. Hey, man, Games Pass, incredible. Uh, I've had that shit since like day one, and you know it's I. I what Microsoft? I don't take advantage of it as much as I want to, but like that's a lock on them. Like with a revenue stream, like that's ten bucks from every person that has a subscription, regardless if they download the games or not. Yeah, what Microsoft has yeah. done for accessibility with its controller ba- what, and backwards compatibility. And backward, like it. It's so weird. You know, with all the praise and embellishment that, like, the PlayStation 4's lineup has been getting lately, Sony has been, like, very shitty to, like, it, its mm-hmm. base within the year of 2018. Just in and, and, also, and also trying to get on board with, like, games playing on different platforms. Like, we just got Rocket League on all four major platforms now, like, finally. 
Whereas everyone else was on board Fortnite. with it for months. Fortnite, yeah. But even then, just like the fact that it just Phil? threw away its legacy as easily as it did with the PlayStation Classic in such a shitty way. Like, you can yeah. now get this goddamn thing for 25 bucks at certain locations. I think I might Damn finally it. pull the trigger. But uh, Yeah, you might as well. I bought it for 60 and now I'm pissed I didn't might, wait till it was 25 <laughs> It might be worth it just for the USB controllers. Right? Just, there's... Yeah. There's a lot of love that I think people are bursting out when it comes to Microsoft, and even then, like in terms and of hey, the 4K scene, yeah, I I think Microsoft is doing it way better. And the thing is, is that Phil Spencer, as a you know a a a figurehead for that company and like a person that gets out there, like he's just happy to be here. He's just happy to play <laughs> with everyone. Like he is, like he is, like the cheerleader that this gaming industry needs. He's just super excited and pumped to be around. So, like, I'm all, I'm all for it. Like, hey, you know what? And here's the thing: Sea of Thieves is fucking getting some kind of crazy resurgence right now on Twitch. That game's gonna blow up big this year, in, in my opinion. I think that game's coming back strong. So we'll see that game. That I think and gradually, just between Games Pass and sheer curiosity, I absolutely do yeah. agree. I mean, Fortnite. I, I, I think it'll come big back right big. away. No, Fuck no, it's it just word, word word of mouth, and, and, and like communities just really building around it. So maybe we'll see more this year. I'm excited about Crackdown. You know, we'll see how that goes. Same. Um, yeah. But who knows? Terry Crews is breath. my dog. <laughs> yeah. At the yeah. Same time. Fair. Um, fair. With that being said, I think it's time we go ahead and bring Golden Zonkeys to a close. I'm excited, man. That was a good one. I really enjoyed that. I think that was a good way to kind of put it all together. So we're going to go ahead and where we normally have our posts collected that you can kind of follow along with the episode. I'm going to get our honorable mentions and kind of get uh, some stuff together so you guys can go ahead and get an idea just in case you guys want to kind of get a feel for where the... uh, the show is going and then I'll, I'll provide a breakdown within the post so you guys can find it there in some show notes uh, but we'll get this all arranged for you guys you guys to check it out and then if you guys like what you listen to you can definitely uh, find more of it on iTunes as well as also Stitcher uh, and then other various podcast directories such as uh, Scatter Radio and such uh, hopefully soon YouTube hopefully we'll get everything else squared away I have really dropped the ball on Spotify, but I'm looking towards just trying to get a handle on that. We're, we have big plans in the works and just some talks and trying to really restructure and rebrand what we're doing, especially with us approaching our 10-year anniversary and kind of what we want to do with the podcast going forward. So look forward to that. In the meantime, if you haven't, because we have a shitload of Let's Play, the shitload of videos between... Uh, the PPR broadcast as far as youtube.com PPR broadcast and uh, twitch.com slash PPR or press pause radio where both uh, Andrew has uh, done some recent streams on I will also uh, plan some streams as soon as I get this fucking room back together and kind of get the studio and office in order Um, Sarah's also been doing a lot of work with bullet heaven he's been hitting it strong tell them Sarah well, <laughs> I've actually uh, been trying to scrape together the time to get new episodes out, but it's looking good for two more by the end of this month. Uh, we do have a new unboxing featuring stuff from uh, Strictly Limited Games, 
And of course, every single week we have the Mud Prince Megastream, which could be just about anything that you could think of, uh, mostly shooting related, but sometimes other things as well. Yeah, Throughout the you, week, you, you had that S and K stuff like a couple weeks ago. That was really cool. Oh, to yeah. Watch. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, in addition to all of that, uh, we typically have random streams going throughout the week as well. Uh, single pixel hitbox, which focuses on a single shoot 'em up, uh, for one CC runs and high score attempts, as well as random play, which once again could be just about anything you could think of. Uh, so, uh, keep your eyes on the YouTube and Twitch channels, uh, youtube.com slash Serexer and twitch.tv slash Serexer. Uh, for any of those productions we're trying to build our presence on twitch so if you want to throw us a follow and get our numbers up i think that would be uh, a pretty swell thing mm-hmm. agreed and uh yeah uh also just uh let people know like i'll reiterate this because i do it on almost every episode but like patreon's the place to go uh sarah will drop stuff in there that is just for patreon supporters it's uh, true. You get access to things that, like, you'll see videos that he'll never release to the general public. Like, I've gotten a chance to see some videos and some content that you're just not going to get on YouTube. You're not going to get on a Google search. Um, and your STG Chronicle stuff has been so in-depth. Like, I was super pumped about the first episode. I'm really excited to see what else comes out of that. And it's been, it's been cool stuff, man. He's, he is grinding. Like, he, it's insane how much stuff he does on a regular basis. I think everyone needs to support it. Throw a it's couple kinda, bucks this way, you know, kinda it's hard well to, worth it. It's kind of hard to believe that I'm working almost full-time hours. Yeah, and, and not getting that full-time pay. So you guys got to throw uh. a couple bucks that way. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't reiterate it. For the cup of coffee that you'll pay at Starbucks, man, throw them that cash for a month, and it'll be well worth it. You won't be disappointed. Work. I absolutely, absolutely. agree. I, I personally wish I could contribute more, and I haven't done enough. Uh, so. Hey, I... I just, I'm, I'm going to keep on throwing more at it. He keeps on doing these streams and starts putting up dollar signs. I'm going to start I, throwing at it, man. That's what I do. It's all good. We got you, man. We got you. The last thing I want to touch on, uh, when we get our video projects underway, I'm re- and we've done it before. I don't have access to that machine, but I won't need it because I've got everything I need to consoleize my Virtual Boy. So we're going to be able oh, to shit. stream Virtual Boy easily, and I'm getting everything ready to consoleize the game gear. So these are going to be permanent fixtures that are also uh, easily uh, able to stream. And uh, where you gotta got to throw me those components and or plans, sir, because I'd like to do that myself. Just don't play the Virtual Boy the way you've told us you play it in the past. As long as we no, don't do no, that, no, we get <laughs> Okay, um, that's fair. No, it's, this, uh, this is for I'll, kids. I'll definitely grab... I'll grab a link, but I don't think that's the thing. You, it was one of those you had to get in on the cutting room floor while you could. But um, Modder, and he does a lot of cool stuff with uh, DB Electronics, and he might be working with the HD Retrovision guys. He goes by Furtech. Um, Jeremy Parrish does the work series, and it's because of this dude's uh, mod that he was able to start Virtual Boy Works. Um, okay. But I got the same mod kit myself. It's just a matter of getting it put in right now uh the person that i have working on my hardware is just finishing up my twin famicom preparing it and modding it and then it's my turbo duo and my coleco vision and then like i can put everything together um i am then gonna get the virtual boy and game gear set and then it's just a matter of twitching any of these things regularly we do have 
uh, a workshop idea that I definitely want to get into a regular series where we like to do a side-by-side -side capture of uh, a game's original version and their remastered version. Games up on docket for this are Secret of Mana and now Resident Evil 2, playing the original on Dreamcast while playing the new one on PlayStation 4 side-by-side -side and kind of just making commentary and the differences between the two. We, we are now Digital Foundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but dude, we I, become digital foundry. I, I, but I would love to do that in a video format where they're literally side by side in a stream format. Um, that's a, like a feature I would love to do. Uh, DuckTales is another one. I mean, there, there are so many different instances of how we can do this. Klonoa, um, and then soon we'll be able to do this with uh, the original Resident Evil as far as the, the remastered version on PlayStation 4 again versus the, the original on Saturn or PlayStation. I mean, there are so many different instances where we can do this. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to make for some really fun or, or even just comparison between ports. Uh, granted, yeah, Digital Foundry does some neat editorial and some neat like um, documentary style work. Fuck it. We're going to go straight to the stream. So I'm Take it to the stream. straight to the stream. So with that being said, Man, here's looking forward to 2019 and the three weeks of government we get to enjoy. <laughs> we'll enjoy it while it lasts. This is Georgie Boyzax. I'm melancholy but hopeful. Yeah, this is Toast. You guys take care of yourselves and uh, we'll, we'll be here. This is the original Sarah looking from the outside in and thankful that I don't have to deal with that shit. Buy travel insurance. Good night. <laughs> Thank you.